It's like that Renault 5 was in the bloody massive wide oh, body one. Oh, the R5 T2 in Brighton. Yeah, and, and I was like, look, look at this. And he went, yeah, he's my mate. I was like, oh. <laughs> We still haven't quite figured out how to do intros, so I guess this will count. Maybe. I, I've been told by Grace that I have a podcast voice as well now. I don't know if you've had anyone tell you you have a podcast voice. I haven't yet, but... I noticed it um, on Monday as well. I, I felt myself podcast voicing. I was like, oh, she's right. <laughs> yeah, probably. I think it's probably just more clear enunciation of words. Less mumbling. Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> and I imagine it's just an attempt at Grace going, can you speak clearly all the time, please? Mainly it's probably me attempting not to swear every I three think, or four words as well. Yeah, I think I've set, when I upload them, I set them as explicit so we can get away with it <laughs> and not get in, in trouble. No, yeah. I try not to. Yeah, I, you could just like, blah, blah, <laughs> Yeah, no, I think there is... Um, I, I imagine it's the same way I talk to posh people. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think that's... Um, that's yeah. probably right. I genuinely just heard someone... Because for reference, we're sat in the shop window at the cafe while the cafe is closed. Like it is every Monday. Like it is every Monday <laughs> for anyone that might be listening that's local. And several people have walked past and gone, oh, he's closed. And it's like, yeah, like every other Monday. Um, Whilst pointing at us. Yeah. In the yeah, window. People are in there. Like, yeah. Look, they're there, but they're not open. <laughs> How dare they be in a shop and not be open? We should have a coffee. <laughs> just have a small hatch in the window. Yeah, just go bang loudly enough, we might make you off. <laughs> but it would cost twice as much. Yeah, £7.50. Yeah, £5 coffee on a Monday, if I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> if, I, if I can be bothered. Yeah. I got a message just before this, actually, um, from the guy whose dad had the Aston Martin Vulcan. Um, and he was like, I really like your I don't give a fuck attitude at the minute. I was like, I'm really just leaning into everything could be a joke. Like, <laughs> he, he sent, I put the photo of the Renault up from yesterday with the tinsel. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was like, I'm loving this. I love yeah. the, the IDGAF attitude on it. I was like, well, there's no point in trying to be too serious when everything could be much more interesting if it was funny. Yeah. So, uh, that's Especially with what you do. Yeah. Like, if you the take whole it too point, seriously. The whole point of, is if you take things too seriously, it it can be a slippery slope to yeah, yeah, unhappiness. Exactly. Very, very quickly. If you can learn to not take life too seriously, like obviously you've got to take things seriously when it's appropriate, but outside of the appropriate <laughs> things like, you know, like weddings and jobs and things like that, if you kind of just go, ah, we don't need to, we don't need to do it too seriously because at the end of the day, it doesn't make a, a grand scheme of things no. difference. It's no. not like you get out of this alive anyway so might as well enjoy it as no, much as we can and you you know what just have fun with it yeah I mean how much you don't know how, how much time you have yeah exactly and, so yeah. you might as well just enjoy the bits that you can and you see people and they work hard and they're just utterly miserable well we had this conversation yesterday about someone that you know that yeah, works yeah. his arse off has a reasonable amount of money is always miserable yeah he earns loads of money but he's a miserable git yeah which is boring <laughs> it <laughs> is boring <laughs> and I feel sorry for him because yeah. I just think, you know, you, you, you should be able to, you know, earn whatever you earn and that should enable you to enjoy go things. and enjoy other things. But he doesn't, I don't know, he doesn't seem to have much going on. And I was thinking he, he doesn't seem to have a real very strong friendship group either, you know, like you yeah. look around and, and it is quite a, it's, it's a bit rubbish, mm. really. I but imagine a, a good hobby would help. 
Yeah, right. his hobby's complaining, so he's all right. Yeah, he's there's plenty. <laughs> I imagine he's got loads of friends on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. why everyone seems to do that. <laughs> just lives. And everybody that's found this podcast through Twitter, we don't mean you, unless you're having a complaint, and then we definitely mean you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and I'll ignore you because I don't go on Twitter. Yeah, I do, but I don't it, don't get involved in arguments. I think I got involved in one argument, and then like three <laughs> replies, and I was like, "What the fuck am I doing?" <laughs> that is that's the problem. I don't. You just it's eating up my attention span. Twitter's a weird place. Yeah, as we found out yesterday after the Formula One. Oh, it exploded. That was wild. Absolutely exploded. I mean, with good reason. We'll, we'll get on to that. Anyway. Yeah, I think, I think right, let's do some sort of structure then, because <laughs> the, last, the last podcast that went out was a few weeks ago, or two, because it went out last Monday, Yes. but we recorded it last month. A little while ago. So a few, a few things have happened since then. The the podcast that went out most recently, I think, was the trip to the Duke of London podcast in mm. the Renault. Yep. So since then, what what has happened? That's your man who knocked on the door, by the way. Oh, is that him? That's him. Oh, the guy that interrupted my video. <laughs> yeah. Just walked in. <laughs> oh, he might not here. No, I'm coming in anyway. Um, so since the Duke of London, I have been to the classic car company and yep. caffeine and machine. And we did cars and coffee yesterday and watched the Formula One. I think they're probably the four things that are car related that have happened. I think that's yeah, fairly I fairly up to date. Relatively safely assume unless you were with me, you've not been to anything. No, I went to Coffees and Cars yesterday. Yeah. Which was conveniently four steps away. Yeah, which is <laughs> pretty much at home. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's probably the topics to go through if yeah, we're going to have any sort of say, structure because also I, I mean at some point I'd like to be able to say I've done this to my car yeah but I haven't you haven't had a chance I haven't done anything because it's been too cold and wet it's not even that I just don't I'm trying to give you an out here I haven't got <laughs> an out I'm just, your own I'm lazy just really hole. busy <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really lazy <laughs> no, my Sundays have been quite busy yeah I don't know mm. oh because we started opening started Sunday opening mornings as well so that's that's been a little bit of Sort of by the time I've kind of done that and then shut, and it, because we're not, we haven't really got a rhythm on a Sunday yet. We're kind of still working out how late we should open, yeah. how late we can open, what works, what doesn't. So the car's sort of been neglected, neglected somewhat. Yeah, it's fair enough, but because um, the the current structure of things is changing, isn't it? With Melissa going on maternity leave, mm-hmm. you doing everything on your own. It's really changing your dynamic. Of yeah, what you can I mean, doing do. daytimes, it is. I mean, weekdays, well, I'll just run it like so just me, which yeah. is which is fine to be fair because people can just come and have a coffee, a sausage roll, bacon sandwich. It's it's fairly relaxed and it's really only there to sort of essentially really to pay the rent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the weekends are where we can start to try and do more interesting things. And make a little bit to grow. Like the Formula One. <laughs> that was really interesting and that is the last thing that we've done so that's the thing that we'll probably talk about last yes absolutely it's also the most topical because it uh, literally yeah, happened mean, yesterday yeah and I'm still unpacking it in my head I've actually written notes <laughs> have you? Only, only two but I wrote down just to kind of go these two bits. things it's, it was quite a lot yeah to, um, to take in <laughs> so but um, yeah so we did yeah so we did the we Duke we did Duke of London and then I think it was the week after because actually, we we haven't spoken about the Duke because we were on the, the way. The podcast was just on the way there. It was only it? on the way, so <laughs> we could start there. Yeah, right. So we went to the Duke, as you all heard, and we got there, as everybody heard, because I nearly lynched myself with the microphone on arrival. Yep. Um, so then while we were there, that amazing Testarossa parking happened. 
which I'll, I'll put the video for that, that on was, the, the Instagram. That was some elite that was, parking. We were all stood there, <laughs> and a guy in a blue Testarossa just very quickly and smoothly reversed it into a very tight It was almost gap. in one. Yeah, no seem to like, hesitate. Well, he had no idea what was behind him, did he? I mean, he couldn't have, because no. you, there is zero visibility. Funnily enough, one of the guys yesterday has a Testarossa. Oh, really? And I was telling him about this guy reversing the tube, <laughs> and he went, funnily... Testarossa, you can actually see behind. It's not like the Contash where you can't see a thing. You can oh, actually yeah. see out the Testarossa. I'm still going to say it was impressive, though. It was very impressive. <laughs> it's still a... So, the guy yesterday Parking said, is a skill. Yeah. Well, he said when he was young, he was like in his very early 20s, he worked for a luxury car rental company, just as like a little mover arounder and this, that, and the other. And their favourite game was to see who could go the fastest through the seven foot wide width restrictions in somewhere in London in a Testarossa. And he said that meant that you had three inches either side. So a Testarossa, according to him, is six and a half foot wide. Right. So this For guy, reference, I'm screwing my face up. Yeah, very substantially. <laughs> um, so that guy reversing a six and a half foot wide Ferrari through a small gap is even more impressive when you know just how wide it is. Yeah. That is wide. And I'm, he didn't say whether anyone had crashed into the width restrictions in it. And he <laughs> also didn't tell me how fast they went. <laughs> I don't think you can disclose any of that information. Um, but my my connecting story to him was us taking the Contera through that McDonald's drive-through width restriction. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that the was, random bollard. That was interesting. So Harlow McDonald's has a drive-through which goes around the edge of the building. There's no walls or anything. It's completely edgeless. Because that's on a corner as well, which yeah, makes and then it even worse. A, a post on the only corner that you have to go through and made a width restriction. <laughs> And we were in a car that has a central <laughs> driving position. And was quite Very wide, wide and low down. <laughs> we were just screaming the whole way through. I'll probably put that video in there as well somewhere. Yeah, why not? Um, so yeah, we were down at the very impressed by the Ferrari. Mm. It was your first time there, so why don't you explain how it was for you? Well, I enjoyed it, but I think... It's <laughs> always, always nice when you like it. Um, it's an interesting space, actually, because you don't, obviously didn't really know what to expect. Um, yeah. But the space is really, really cool. In fact, that it's sort of because they own most of it, don't they? But do they own I'm the not pub as sure well? What the ownership of it is, but they have the or pub. in the sense of they've got the yeah, pub. Yeah, yeah, they've I mean, got the pub yeah. and the like the warehouse, and that has the coffee shop, the wine shop, the bike shop. And yeah. I think at one point, I think there might be a little detailing studio and mm. all that space for car storage. Because even on the on the morning, there was only really sort of the main. It was like the coffee shop was open and the upstairs the downstairs and upstairs sort of showroom yeah. bits because I think the pizzeria wasn't open at the time yet, no. when, we, when we'd arrived um, but no it's a really cool little space it's a really and, cool spot and it's, it's I like the fact that it's actually quite run down I like the contrast between the, the fact that the, the units are all quite quite dilapidated and then you get the insides really nicely done yeah. and all these supercars just turn but up but it's not done to like a crisp level no like no, no that's no, the thing like because it's not it's not run down like you'd concerned about it. No, no, no. I wasn't but it's not worried. done to like a McLaren <laughs> white tile crit. It's done very cool. I, to be honest, I'd like edges. to think that if I had a unit that size, it's sort of how I'd do it. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, like... Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like, yeah. Why it's so successful, though, because it's got a cool style to it. And then yeah, it does. Kurt and the guys Geiger, are cool. Yeah. Well, Kurt Geiger have just done a set of loafers with Merlin and um, Georgia. Really? Called the Duke and the Duchess style how has he done that how has he achieved he's, that he's just an influencer isn't he he's very influential and trendy and cool well we can talk about how trendy and cool he is by the fact that he was rocking flares houndstooth flares and a fur coat while he was there hmm. 
I said, oh, I could never pull that off. I haven't got the confidence. And Luke from Luden Classics turned around and went, oh, no, you've got the confidence. You just don't have the style. And I was like, <laughs> you buy them and I'll wear them. <laughs> so if Luke does hear this, if he still wants to buy some very big flares and a fur coat, and I'll grow the moustache to go with it mm-hmm. and we'll get some funny photos. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, exactly. And speaking of Luke, I'm taking his Christmas present down to him this afternoon. Excellent. And uh, it leans into the uh, Mr. Hellcrate fetch the beaver tail joke in a, as much capacity as I can um, so nice. I'm hoping he hates it but in a in a jovial he way he hates it but loves it at the same yeah, time yeah like it's a, this is horrendous but that's why I love it because it's so <laughs> it's so awful, bad it's, it's good. funny yeah um, and because it's me and Jamie who were in who created the joke mm-hmm. that have done it for him I hope he appreciates it yeah is he'll it, appreciate is it is it something sure that your mates would do rather than someone taking it too seriously yeah um, so I'll probably put a photo of this horrendous t-shirt up as well because hopefully by the time this goes out he's got it so I don't need to oh yeah you shouldn't the bag shouldn't spoil it um but he, I'm giving it to him this afternoon so mm. it'll be before I edit this <laughs> well then yeah I mean there's not much chance of him hearing this before before that um so it's it's got a like a clip art beaver on the front but it's like a female beaver with its tail up facing away from you Oh and it says fetch the beaver tail in Comic Sans and then on the back it says Mr Hellcrate charity corner enthusiast <laughs> with a picture of a V8 like underneath where yeah. it says Mr Hellcrate I think we it's should horrible. we should do a, a we should get a picture of a 94 the nine the 944 in that corner the white one and that's just have charity corner established whenever they put it in there yeah, yeah that would be quite cool I don't know if the 944 will ever make it back in there because of mm. how it's that space is now being used properly <laughs> for, uh, for what for it was supposed to be yeah, yeah. for non-charity based cars kind of been like wrapped up a bit it's gone back to what it <laughs> but was but that was like there's a, he's got he's selling a, a he's 944, selling a white 944 yeah. and I, I posted on I was like before will you store it for me <laughs> sort of like he, he liked it the comment and then was but nothing <laughs> nothing it's like ah, maybe not he's very busy at the minute it's probably just that <laughs> he wasn't being rude no no I think he was just like oh not another one no. <laughs> yeah this one at least works I'm trying to sell them so, yeah but I'm sure he's trying to sell them to make space Pays for more and you're like I'll buy it but only if it stays there yeah. I'll buy it but you look after it for me um so yeah well Luke was down at um, the Duke Luke at the Duke have I told you about my cock up when I first met Luke and the Duke no so I first met Luke at Tamp Coffee in Chiswick when he brought mm. the the curfew jag okay yeah and he'd just got Frank the dog who was a puppy and he was telling me about the Duke of London he was like oh there's this cool thing Duke of London they do classic and cake and it was when um the P1 GTR had turned up and mm. that kind of thing. So Luke has Frank and Luke is tall, brown hair, bit of face fuzz, that kind of thing. So I went onto the Duke of London Instagram, saw Rodney, who is Merlin's dog. Okay, who is yeah. Basically Frank. Yep. Saw Merlin, I was like, I think that's the guy I was talking to. Because I'd only, it was the first time I met him. I love how you've confused Merlin. <laughs> Merlin and Luke immediately, like in my head, now Luke must have been Merlin telling me you should come to my thing at the Duke because I'd just <laughs> met him and my ability to remember people is atrocious like Luke in fancy dress yeah so I messaged Merlin <laughs> saying oh it was great chatting to you this morning I'll come along to the next Classics and Cake and he was like the fuck are you on about I was like your dog he was like that's him I was like oh <laughs> shit 
So, like, the first time I ever spoke Jesus. to Merlin, I, like, utterly made myself look like a clown. And then at the next Classics at Cake, I saw him, and I was like, I just wanted to say, I'm the idiot that got you confused with Luke. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, I remember you. I was like, I'm really sorry about that. He was like, That's That's the I remember you. Yeah, and you're like, like oh, what are you no. doing here? I'm surprised you managed to find your way. <laughs> so that was my first interaction with Merlin and connected to my first interaction with Luke. All because of, they have the same bloody dog. Yeah. And Chris Harris has the same dog as well. I don't even like those dogs, but I like... I like Frank. Frank, yeah. Yeah, yeah Chris Harris also has one of those. Oh, well, there you are. I, so Chris Harris put a photo up of his dog. And okay. I... And you went... On Twitter. <laughs> Have I spoken to you yeah. before? <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, I commented with tagging Lucan and said is it like an industry standard that you have to have one of these dogs is this why I'm not selling enough t-shirts yes. and Luke went it's not the dog I was like oh you dick <laughs> oh dear so I no but that was that was that was a really good morning actually like and also when we said about the cars that turned up we've got quite a I mean there was a, oh, the really Testarossa but there was there was also that 106 rally the 106 rally who I actually know yep um, didn't realise it was him until he went over to it and I was like oh my god I actually know you and he was yeah, like yeah. yeah I know you too do you want to drive it next time I take it out I was like yes please <laughs> Yay. so I might get to drive that um, but we were chatting about the 106 rally yesterday actually yeah I think Rudd was Rudd was talking about it. Someone the, who had the rally had the 8 valve yep. and the GTI had the 16 valve yeah. So the GTI was actually more powerful. Because mm. then they went and did the 306, which had the MI16 engine, which was... Yeah, and they did a GTI in a rally of that as well. Yeah. Uh, so... I wonder which one had, which was faster. Mm. And then we've got onto Saxo VTRs and VTSs, and then apparently they've gone through the roof as well, so... Have they? I saw one the other I day. I think there's probably, because there's only probably five left. Yeah, yeah, they've all been binned, uh, yeah. or covered in fibreglass. So... Um, and then Grace... <laughs> and sprayed pink with neons. <laughs> and... <laughs> The way Grace responded to me saying, oh, Grace, you crashed your dad's, implied that she hadn't actually told her dad this information. Because Grace's dad <laughs> used to have one, and that's what she learned to drive in, and right. she binned it. Mm. Not spectacularly. No. But she did drive it into a tree. Well, he might not have been too spectacular, because if, if he hadn't noticed. Yeah, exactly, he hadn't noticed. But then I went, oh, yeah, you crashed your dad's. And she like, looked at me like, he didn't know that fact. Like, I just said that she smoked or something, and he'd never yeah. known. Yeah, And... Uh, you used to have a massive drug problem, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, you were on heroin, weren't you? Like, she wasn't, just to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> None of these things happened. Yeah. She's a doctor. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. knows better than that. Um, yeah, and she kind of went, yeah, twice. And I was like, oh, you're digging your own hole now. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I don't even have to do anything. <laughs> strike one. Yeah. Um, um, what else was there? We had the... There was that lovely Range, Alpine. There was an Alpine and there was a Range Rover. Oh, that Range Rover. Which, which was... Ridiculous. I can't remember the name of it. It was... Kings, Kingsley? Yes. It was a Kingsley, wasn't it? It was. And the lady... I'm going to say lady. Yeah. The lady that name. was with it works in PR. Mm. And I was like, oh, who's this lady? And Luke told me who it was. I was like, all right, okay. Because when she pulled in... I don't know if you spotted this. Oh, is this when we thought she was waving at us? And yeah, we were like, yeah. Why would she be waving at there us? There was a this man stood behind me that she knew. <laughs> and she pulled in and smiled and waved. And I was like, huh? And it turns out, obviously, the awkward moment where it's the person Well, I'd never me. been. And I was like, this can't it's be definitely me. definitely not me. It's definitely not me. But I assumed it might be you because quite often when I tag you and stuff, you're like, oh, I know them. Well, it turns out we follow each other on Twitter. Yes. So I kind of this do the, know who it is. It was like that Renault 5 was in the massive wide oh, body. Oh, the, the R5T2 in Brighton. Yeah, and, and I was like, look, look at this. And you went, yeah, he's my mate. I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to stop tagging you and stuff. 
Um, it's so like, far behind the curve. It's like when Grace sends me a meme that I saw on Reddit like six weeks ago. She's like, yeah. this is funny. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel really, really far behind the curve at times. Because yeah. I don't get out of my box. Yeah, yeah, no. Very often. The cafe is literally your... Like, yeah, so unless they're here, yeah. I don't get out and about spotting stuff. No, I know what you so, mean. Um, but no, that was, that was pretty cool. That was really... That was like a, over 100 grand. Yeah. Um, but it was I lovely. like the tweeds as well. The and fact the that they'd used the... Yeah, yeah, and they'd like leather... They'd done the parcel, rear parcel shelf in leather as well. Mm-hmm. It was really, it was really, really nice. Oh, that's that's actually a bit of inspiration for you know. When I, did I, I showed you the um, the the period Audi yeah. um, materials. So I'm a bit stuck between whether or not to go with the, that sort of quattro one, or there's actually a tweed. Oh, it's a plain black tweed, but it is a it is yeah, an Audi. Yeah. It's got a very subtle Audi sort of pattern in it. That'd be really cool. It doesn't say Audi. It doesn't say quattro. But if you know your Audis, you know it's. I think there's, that's the way to go. And I think that might, because the, the Quattro one's quite, it's a bit nylon-y. Right. I feel like a fire. Yeah. It. And it's a bit cheapy. But it, the Tweed one It fits one the period car. Smart. If you've got a real period car, then it fits it. But I feel like the Tweed's smart enough to go in the TT, but yeah. not, you know. Yeah, no, I It's agree. a nice match, so I think that might be a... Yeah, definitely. I might have to buy a, a couple of rolls of it, though, because <laughs> I know what will happen. You'll cut it wrong. No, no, it'll just be the fact that it'll stop selling it by the time I actually need it. Right, yeah. Which is quite often what happens to me, because my projects take... So long. ...a lot longer than they should. (laughs) (laughs) And I get to the point, I finally got it, and then like... By the time you come to doing something, it's sold. Yeah, then no, 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 we don't make this anymore. So where do you, where it's on Audi's website? Or is it like a special? Yeah, it's heritage a, no, it's a it's, an, it's you get it via Audi, mm. but it's on their heritage section of their website. All so, right, see, I'm going to do it. Um, yeah, I was thinking, yeah, so maybe because I want to get some new seats. I want do want to get some like bucket seat um, seats in there because I've done the rear seat delete, so I want to get some bucket seats in the front. Uh, maybe retrim the outsides in red and then put that black tweed in, in the, the centre. centre. Like that MGB guy had done. Yeah, actually, yeah, very, very similar. So that was probably one of the coolest. That was very cool because yeah. that was a Honda swap, wasn't it? No, it was an MX5. MX5. Yeah, yeah. So as we were pulling in, which you'll have heard on the, the previous podcast, we were like, oh, there's an MGB over there. He must be coming the same <laughs> way. And he was. Mm. He pulled in, it had like flared archers and houndstooth chairs. Yeah, that seats. was cool. And uh, it had MX5, I think it was Mark two MX-5 running gear yeah. with all the things that didn't need connecting just left loose <laughs> so he opened the bonnet and I was like oh you've got a, a connector there that's not connected to anything and it's not supposed to be but I just I don't want to cut it off in case it does actually need to be connected in the future I was like I well, suppose if you some fake connection yeah I suppose <laughs> if you go to maybe if you were to sell the engine on it yeah. I suppose it's at least it's got if you made there. some fake connections between mm. some of the blanks yeah. it wouldn't look at, in any way and yeah but then someone who knows their MX-5s they go why have you plugged your lambda sensor into your O2 like, <laughs> yeah. and then he'd look like an even bigger idiot so he's like I'll just leave it as it is and drive yeah. the damn thing which is pretty cool yeah. and the guy at the Duke who let us in he's got one as well he, he? had an MGB mm. and he'd ruined it I say ruined it he'd, <laughs> he'd blown up the engine basically yeah, and then he showed me a video of it running on one cylinder <laughs> <laughs> literally sounded running like, in its loosest uh, yeah it just uh, sounded like a dump truck yeah. <laughs> I was like oh god that's not good he's like no no it's definitely not good yeah no it was not, not, <laughs> it's not ideal this week we had um, like plastic headlight covers over it as well which mm. made it look a bit like a, uh, like a Nissan Z car yeah yeah. Or there is a sim- well they're, they're kind of similar-ish era aren't they I kind suppose. of yeah you know they're not a million miles apart the 240Z is much cooler though yeah 
No offence to anyone with an MGB. No, but to be fair, I was looking at them and I thought, because I was looking at them yesterday, did you watch Top Gear? I haven't so watched was, it There yet. was one on there. Oh, no. Well, that green Mura that was on there, mm-hmm. that went to the Southside Hustle in Wimbledon. Oh, really? And was mm. cleaned and sorted by the classic car company. Nice. Yeah. Nice cars, those. Well, the guy who owns the Mura has a Fiat 500, I think. So I, I was at, I could, this leads nicely into the, the classic car company thing. So yeah, I definitely. went down there in the Renault, <laughs> Um, I stuck fairy lights all over it and drove it into London and it took me three hours instead of an hour and a half (laughs) and I lost half an hour because I accidentally went down the M40 instead of the A3 Um, so I spent three hours just in sheer panic that she was going to break down because after an hour I'm like I was going to say at some point yeah Um, I've never driven it for this long yeah (laughs) Uh, which made it all the way there and one of the guys that I know from West London, he's quite heavily involved in the classic Fiat 500 world. And he was saying, um, I think it was him, he was saying there was a guy that they knew that had a Fiat 500 and they were chatting away. And they said, oh, you should come down to the Southside Hustle, which is first Sunday of the month, Wimbledon Common. Um, it's actually, they got into Octane magazine, because one of the guys from Octane goes down there. Hmm. And the guy went, oh, my, my Fiat's not working. Do you mind if I bring a different car? And they're like, yeah, yeah, of course, bring a different car. And he turned up in a Miura SV. <laughs> <laughs> the one that a was on top of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny enough, there's another guy from West London that has a little Fiat 500. And he was like, oh, I might bring my other car next time. I was like, oh, what is it? He was like, oh, Kuntash. I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, bring that one. <laughs> yeah. Same with the guy who put coffees in cars. He turned up in a V-Reg 528, uh, 528i that he bought for 1300 quid really nice car mm. really tidy and he was like oh I might bring the testosterone down and I was like yes bring the testosterone down <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're like, yeah. Um, start with that one yeah well he had I mean, the Rover SD1 that came a few weeks back a few months back oh really yeah, yeah. so he had that um, it's interesting isn't it because it probably is a lot of the same people that are coming but they're actually just cars. bringing different well, it turns cars. out he lives just up the road I know which yeah. house he's in because oh, every time I've walked past there's been an interesting car there right I was like, oh, I have to invite it. And he imports from Japan. He imports a lot of cars mm. from Japan. So that's why there's always interesting bits. Looking that's around. pretty cool. Um, and he also knows... I told you about the the legend of the Kuntash in Sawbridgeworth. There's there's a guy that drives a Kuntash, very long hair. He's like an old rocker. Yeah, yeah he used to be in a band. Yeah, I don't know what band. but They had... Uh, oh, I, I did know the song. I can't remember which song it was. It's one that I knew. Oh, okay. They had that like, one big hit. But apparently he, that's not how he made he, his money. Because he's got a Quintash, though, and a black one. He just drives it about. No, there's a, a dark, a blue one? It might be dark blue. In a shipping container. Oh, no, there's a guy that I drove one down Bell Street the other day. What? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me that? I, I texted am. you when I saw a 355. No, but I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I just saw it. I didn't have my phone. I just, yeah. it just happened to go past as I was. That's wild. Yeah. It could be that guy, then. Oh, uh, yeah. He All lives right. just over there. Well, you keep telling that, and I'll, we'll, 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 we'll work it out. Yeah, okay. Um, so that guy lives over there. He's got. So he was in this band. I'll try and remember which one it was. Um, but the way allegedly he made all his money is that he is the nephew of the man who wrote Oliver. Oh. So he gets all the royalties. So he could be in a band with no danger whatsoever yeah, to his so financial position. Because he's. Which is why he's still in a band. Yeah. And, and not the, the band actually made a, a successful song that you will know, but I can't remember which song it is. Mm. And he's also got a Bentley Mulsanne. So if you go over along the canal, yeah, you know how there's that lock 
that you yeah, go yeah. over it. So just after the lock on, or just before the lock, on the left, there's a building with a big, like like a white wooden steeple with a clock in it. It's that building. Okay. He's got a Bentley Morgan stand outside. Mm. Uh, but allegedly, that's the guy that's got the Kunta. I'm just trying to think because he's, he's also the guy that I've seen driving a Kunta is has got um, a, bit, a very large BMW. It's like a seven series, seven I think. Hours, yeah, right? it's like one of those because I've seen him drive that a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. But just this one time, I saw the guy. I think it's the same guy that had the. Possibly, apparently. But, so I can't remember who was. It might have been James that was telling me who with the blue GT4. Mm. I think it was him that was telling me. Maybe um, he was saying like he just never drives it. He gets it out, gets it serviced. That's its drive. Yeah, it's probably not it him back. then. It's probably another guy. Oh, well, how wild would that be? That would be insane. It could have been no, Liam's bowl, so it wouldn't be Liam. Who's got the yeah. Warren Estate? Yeah. Anyway, back to the classic car company. Yeah. <laughs> so I drove all the way down. And we got chatting about the Muir and the Kuntash and it was a really nice evening because what they do is they like, they buy and sell classic cars and they store classic cars and stuff like that. There was a lovely 360 Challenge Stradale in there and a very, very nice 928 mm. with red leather interior. Nice. Well, it was red leather and white carpet. Oh, I've seen so people it really that. like uh, clashed. Like, yeah. You could, it was very of the time. Um, <laughs> there was a Fiat 500 that had the engine from oh, it's like a 1600 engine from something much quicker in the back but it was so big that it, the Fiat was now two seats yeah. it had a dog's leg gearbox in it oh bloody hell and like open gate like a gated <laughs> dog leg gearbox wide flared arches and wide wheels and nice. stuff. it was absolutely bonkers and then there was another Fiat 500 made in Switzerland or modified in Switzerland when they first came out Yeah. because the Swiss were like, these can't handle hills well enough, so we're going to tinker with one. Yep. And it turns out that one, which I still can't remember the name of, is faster than the Arbath <laughs> from the same time. That one was faster because they tweaked it to make it better at going up the Alps. So it was actually quicker than the Arbath. It's about, and that's all because um, one guy who was there that is like really heavily involved in classic Fiat 500s. Yeah, and he's really knowledgeable, which is the great thing about the car world, is that you meet all these interesting. Yeah, you people. always just bump into people. That's the. Th- I was thinking that yesterday. We would, I think we were saying sometimes you meet people and you're like, I don't know anything, but you yeah, do. Yeah. You know lots of stuff, but you know it about your particular area of cars, and then yeah. you meet someone in another area of cars. It's like when I talk to, like Jared's really up on his Subaru stuff. You know, like you, you yeah, chat yeah. to him and he knows. Like yeah, and you, you're already into your, your VAG stuff. Yeah, so the VAG stuff, like the 1.8T, anything sort of in that, yeah, that yeah. lineage, I'm kind of like, oh yeah, this, and I know all the engine swaps. Take me out of that, though. I'm a little bit like, I know stuff, but I'm not that It's the stuff that you're, that aware. you're about, though, isn't it? Like, because you have a 1.8T, so you know more about them. Yeah. I know that an FA20 engine from a GT86 will blow up. That's mm. about as much as you need to know about <laughs> <laughs> they start. Well, the is it, the, is it the, the rotary ones that they put in the RX? The RX eight, eight. was bad for blowing up because they get the rebuilt Apex, every every so often, don't they? Yeah, a friend of mine's got one, and he said you have to put two stroke into your petrol tank to lubricate the apex seals a bit, and it makes them a little bit less likely. Very to cool blow engines, up. though. Oh yeah, awesome! Have you, very very cool. Mazda are bringing back a rotary in a car, apparently. Or I, th- I think I saw mm. next year, year after. I was looking at car stuff for next year because I was, I was thinking maybe we should, you know, some topical stuff. Yeah, yeah. But everything looks 
most of it, the bulk of it looks very, very boring and SUV-like. Even like Lamborghini. Is, yeah, <laughs> it is though. Everything is is some sort of crossover that's... Yeah, I mean, Toyota even, have launched an iGo crossover. There's even an Aston Martin. Like, the DBX. Looking, yeah, just... That's the safety car at the Formula 1. But what I'm saying is it's all very... Like, everyone's yeah, just doing yeah. boring stuff. It's really boring. And we're coming... There's that, and then there's a couple of really interesting things. I think there might be an M2. That'll be fun, but they've that, already been making them, so yeah, more of the same. But yeah, it's like, but at least they're still making. But there's them. some very cool like niche stuff knocking about. Like the is it the Richmond? Yeah, because there's Jensen, the Jensen Button, Button and Ant Anstead, I think, are involved yeah. in. And I saw the the Lotus that they've based that on. Yeah, I saw one of those the other day on a trailer mm. near Silverstone. Was it a Beaver Tail? No, it was on a trailer, not on a Beaver Tail. <laughs> Luke, Luke would have been happy to know. Um, oh, back to the classic car thing. Uh, we're terrible at going off tangent. That doesn't matter. Really badly. Um, it's still, it's still relevant. It's still relevant, but yeah, I was like, if you try and do anything linear, we're, oh, we're all like, yeah, yeah. So I mean, we've got segments; they're just all over intertwined. Yeah, <laughs> it's a flow. We'll call it a yeah. flow. So, I was at the classic car company, and I was the last or the second to last person to get there because it had taken me three hours. Yeah. So I basically blocked everyone in. Because the the entrance to the thing, you kind of it's down like a not an alley because it's wide enough to get a couple of cars down, but everyone had parked in, like slightly staggered and then lined. <laughs> Every, so, everyone was arranged in place. Well, everyone was kind of blocking everyone else in, but I was the last, the second to last car, so I was so blocking like everybody plug. in. You yeah. were the plug in the bath. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I was the final piece, and I think one car arrived after me, and it was a a Cortina that was like race prepared. Oh nice. And it had like leather bucket seats in it. It was so awesome. nice. It's really, really cool. Um, and then the guys that kind of got there first went, right, we're gonna leave. We just need this Ferrari, this Porsche, and you and the Renault and the Cortina just to move out of the way so we oh, can get Christ. out. Oh, I can see where this And is I was going. like, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> and I was the car covered in fairy lights. So I was the biggest spectacle there. Because obviously all these guys are used to the Ferraris and the Porsche. Yeah. And then some random kid that they've never met. And I say kid, I'm 28 that they never met turns up in an old battered Renault 5 with fairy lights all over it and immediately becomes the centre of attention because everyone's like what the hell is going on here <laughs> how has he made it yeah and the guy who runs the thing came up to you and everybody's talking about your Renault I was like that's the point is to be a bit of a spectacle that's what that guy was saying to you earlier wasn't yeah, it yeah, about like, like lean into it having some fun with your life rather than taking yeah. it all too seriously and I'm not wealthy enough to do it in a flashy way so I might as well make a joke of the yeah. cheap things that I can do so he went, oh yeah, it's great, it's great. And the guy, right, can we just move it out of the way? I went, yeah, yeah, sure, got in, dead battery. I knew it, I knew wouldn't, it, I knew just it. Just wouldn't start. Just, <laughs> and I'd bought that little Halfords booster thing, connected that, nothing. <laughs> so the guy who runs the classic car company and has all these rich, wealthy friends, he went, I'll just push you. <laughs> With all the fairy lights still just twinkling along, just out. rolled me out of the way. So that these guys in their Porsches and Ferraris could get out. That's so brilliant. Yeah, it was great. And then they, he went, oh, I'll, we can bump you if we need to. I was like, yeah. we might need to. And then when I, it did come time for me to leave, she started like first time. I was like, why don't you do this earlier? <laughs> <laughs> you made me look like an right idiot. You just wanted all the attention, yeah, she didn't just you? wanted more attention. Literally just like, gone, off we go. So I've replaced the battery and it's not seen, it doesn't oh, seem, Have you replaced it now? Yeah, it doesn't seem to have made a difference. Okay. I think it's the alternator. Yeah, to be honest, that's quite quite often the... I also think I might have bought the wrong battery, but based on, I think the old battery is also the wrong battery. Oh, did you just copy the old battery? Basically, and it's still a bit 
Yeah. I need to get yourself on a Renault 5 forum. I'm on the Renault 5 owners group yeah. on Facebook. I think that's the, the place to be. Because again, like we were saying not long ago, yeah. they will know their stuff. Yeah, and yeah, there'll I'm be gonna, guys in there that just know everything. I'm going to drop a message. And they have say, like spec books. I was on a Ferrari. Not that I own a Ferrari. <laughs> I'm on a Ferrari just, owners just club. To, just, just to clear why. that up. But I was on a Ferrari fan page. Yeah. Like it's just a... And there was a guy on there, they were arguing about the original colour of a car, and one of them was like, well, I've got the spec book, and in my listings it says, this never came in this colour, and actually Enzo only ever did this, and he didn't do that for the Sultan of Brunei, and rah, rah, rah. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, like, how have you got so much time, and why have you got a book? Like, why have you got a spec book? I mean, they're really useful people to have around. Oh, incredibly. It's amazing, but I just, I do wonder how you get to the point where you're hoarding spec books. Well, you've got that workshop manual. Thing, I have a Bentley it? manual for my, and it's not for yeah. Bentleys. It's the company. It's company like the American version of Haynes. Yeah, um, I've got a Bentley, but that's because I try and do a reasonable Maybe amount these of guys maintenance try and myself. Do their own maintenance on their cars, and they need to know what's Bentley. I bet, I they, don't even, I bet for, they don't even have Ferraris. No, it's probably for restoration purposes that these yeah, spec maybe. manuals exist. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but he's just like, oh, I've got this and that, and this was. An... Why but were it's you like know a history of it? No, because it's just it's not a it's not an owners club. It's a, just a fan page. Oh right. Okay. So these guys probably don't have Ferraris either. They all They've have probably the just got the books and, and the hats <laughs> and the jackets. Yeah, and they're just arguing. And they all drive Fiat's. The guys that are yeah, basically Fiat five hundreds. They've all got yeah. They're just arguing about things yeah. while guys with Ferraris are out driving. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the photos of that guy that drove on in Alaska? Drove a 308 through Alaska. Oh, you know what? I did see something. I haven't seen much. I'll, but I, I'll pull up a photo for you now. Um, you're going to have to do some sort of talking while I try and find this photo. <laughs> <coughs> well, <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say something. Now it's gone. That's I don't know. Really, I'm going to find right. it on Instagram. I can probably find it. I'll find more photos later. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, we're going to do that thing we do with the phone. It's quiet. Yeah. And it all goes just like tumbleweeds <laughs> and we're just going oh look yeah. that's amazing <laughs> everyone's like can't see what you're looking at like, he's done it again <laughs> this is worse than you in the Renault <laughs> yeah. on the M25 this no excuse around. in there yeah. <laughs> just 10 minutes of you fumbling with a phone mount <laughs> yeah. so, so that was classic classic car company cla- yeah. where I blocked everyone in and broke down after three hours on the road mm. uh, it was nice to catch up with people which is fun yeah. and then Caffeine machine on Monday. Yeah, how did that go? Because you did a podcast, didn't you? It was really cool. Like, so I like caffeine machine. I'm mm. going to say that now. Yeah. Because I do. I like caffeine. I like what it is. I like what they've done with it. I think it's great. Yeah. There's a. Are there people that don't like it then? It's not that. It's oh, what okay. I'm about to say now. All right. <laughs> Unless something's happening there, it's just a pub. Yeah, no, I think that's right. But that's a reasonable assessment. Yeah. It is essentially it's a, it's a building. It's, a, it's the it's events pub, that make it what it is, isn't it? That's what it is. So there's mm. a, there's all this hype that is justified for the stuff that they put on. Yeah. But as a thing on its own, it's just a, like there's a certain. It's a car themed pub. Yeah, and I, I like it. and I think it's mm. great. If you go on just a Tuesday afternoon, you get bored within about half an hour. Right. Because you're just going to see who else has turned up. Yeah. Yeah. So outside of the stuff that they put on, it isn't like a full day's work. So if people are like, I'm going to drive for three hours just to see it, it's not... It's not Disney. Yeah, unless there's something, an event to go and mm. see on or someone that you're meeting there or something like that, 
it does. It is effectively just a pub it, that do nice drinks and it a really, bit of food. Really, it functions as a pub because yeah. pubs, all pubs are, are meeting places. Yeah, it's just a place. So to it meet. just happens that they've got lots of space for cars and they've tailored it to, to car owners. But realistically, yeah, it's that's it's to do. It's doing its job, but it's yeah, yeah, and it's just only the, as good as the crowd. I like it, and I think it's a great place, and I really, really do appreciate the stuff that they do mm. there. It's just be a go in with a realistic viewpoint of it don't expect to turn up and there always be a Ferrari well, the thing F40 is, I think, looking around I think it's unfair to expect them to have Ferrari yeah. F40s on a Tuesday afternoon I think you've got to but use common sense I think there has sense. been a mentality around it that this is some sort of magical place where Formula 1 cars appear stuff like that <laughs> yeah I think that's the internet yeah so and the, the internet does that yeah so I went for a specific <laughs> purpose I didn't just tootle along to caffeine and machine and get lucky I was invited oh my god Lewis Hamilton was there yeah <laughs> we brought the wrong Lewis fuck it <laughs> that's um, why we lost yeah. <laughs> why aren't you in Bahrain I'm like I'm not that guy <laughs> I'm much taller <laughs> um, and so, slower <laughs> Oh, we don't know. I've never been given the chance. <laughs> in a straight head-to-head. You never know what might happen. I could have been a contender. <laughs> yeah. The Reverend and the Makers song going off here. Um, so I got invited to go to the Driven Chat podcast. Okay, yep. Which is John Markar and the Jay and Amy Shaw, the photographer. Yep. Fun fact about Amy Shaw, she's the reason that I got invited up to Karnata with you. Because they're going, oh my God, she follows you. You must be incredible. You must be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 there we are. If it's not a Kuntash... Oh, he was here yesterday. Just every day that Ferrari goes to the pub. Mm. Which worries me. Yeah. Because he... Oh, and your Jay's here as well. Oh, Jay, Jay's been here all morning. Yeah. Not in his, he came past in his McLaren, did you see? Well, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he went... Well, he'd already been sat in the here, morning, yeah. and then he went home and got the McLaren and went, coffees and cars is over. I'll bring the McLaren. I'll drive past and show everyone that I've got a McLaren, even though there's nobody left. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I went and did the, did the Driven Chat podcast, and that was brilliant like really really good mm. and it's they found some equipment that we might go and buy yeah <laughs> if this grows yeah if we can if you keep listening might set up a patreon for it yeah buy us some proper podcasting equipment and we'll try and be better at it yeah we'll try <laughs> and stick to the stick to the schedule yeah um so before normally what they do is you go you do the podcast and then you chill out have a drink and a bit of food and that yeah but i got there right at lunchtime so they're like, you want a pizza? I was like, yeah, sure. So then we had a pizza and a, and a chin wag. And I think I got all of my interesting stories out before the podcast. Because <laughs> I just back and forth. forth that's always the trouble, isn't it? With things I think like that's that. what you, they try and avoid. They go, we don't want to have too much of a yeah. rapport because then it saves up for the, for the podcast. Unfortunately, the episode with me is very specific to what Tacona stands for in mental health. So yeah. my mad little stories aren't really that relevant. It's more like this. Yeah, I'm not like a personality like their normal guests are. No. Because then, you because who else turned up was Richard Porter, who used to be the writer for Top Gear. Bloody hell. And his story is bonkers well, as well. Because yeah. he was working in Next, applied for like researcher at Top Gear, got the job, and then got asked to just write a script just to see how he would do wrote a really good script and Quinton Wilson went, this is really good. And then he then became a writer for Top Gear. And he was like, three months ago, I was folding jumpers. <laughs> like, See, and that's, that's what you right could do place, 20 right years time. ago. Yeah, yeah. And, that's the and thing. with the right mindset yeah. and the enough now to, to make a thing mm. of it. And he's a really nice guy. Yeah. So they, he was the personality and I just happened to be available on the day, <laughs> which was nice. Like, because I was supposed to be there a couple of weeks ago and John messaged me saying, look, it's only going to be me we're going to do one on the 
the sixth with Richard Porter because he's coming up to do the I Love You Man as well. Yep. It'd be a really good opportunity for everyone to be Which, there and for you to meet Richard Porter and to be a little bit, meet some people. I was like, and, it's and great. That actually ties in nicely with what you do. Yeah. And in that context, because you were so, there in a Tacona capacity. I was there in the 86, so. and because I got there at lunchtime, the 86 was right front and centre. Oh, brilliant. So by the evening, when everyone else was there, the Tacona car was right yeah. in the middle. Um, I don't think Caffeine Machine have released any of their photos yet, so I don't know if it's made it into any of their photos. No, you'd like to think so, though, seeing as you were on the, on well, the podcast there. and I think Yeah, the, you know. the, the weird thing is, there's a part of me that thinks that Caffeine Machine probably won't, because they have their own clothing line. Yeah, I suppose there's a, and maybe it's effectively a potential a bit com- of a competition. So they're doing it. Yeah. I love you, man, and they've got their clothing, and I'm mental health awareness through cars, through clothing. Yeah. It's kind of a. Which yeah. is weird. You'd think they'd lean into it a bit more. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's. I don't know. Because I met the guy who set it up. Yeah. And I was introduced to him by Alex Goy, the journalist. Right, okay. He was like, oh, nice to meet you, and walked off. I was like, yeah. okay, fair enough. Yeah. Like, which is a shame because you think it'd be nice to just yeah well it's, they've got a big capacity to help a little guy out mm. but I guess if they're a business they're a business they're... yeah but as a business if you've got other businesses that can fill slots for you and do things or with you I find interesting ways to collaborate and do a bit of that's what I mean like it's, corporate responsibility that kind you know because I think there's that interesting like someone mentioned yesterday like you know there's no friends in business but there are and yeah. they can be because it's mutually beneficial and yeah exactly friends. and that's the thing is sometimes it helps to have friends because like us as a cafe for example so when we do when we do uh, coffees and cars yeah say for instance we you know last month was super super busy November for for some unknown reason we just had lots and lots of people descend yeah more so than normal now we got to a point where people were almost queuing out the door yeah yeah well, they were. They were actually out, out of the door, which, you know, at that point, if you're that busy, or just in general, if we're so busy on a Saturday afternoon, if I've got a decent relationship with a cafe down the road, yeah, yeah. and people are like, look, we can't, I can't serve you. However, if you go to this place, they're pretty good as well. Like, they'll look after you. Tell them we sent you. Yeah, yeah. I can't serve them either way. Like, it's not going to be possible for me to, to fulfil their order. But if I send them that way, if the same happens the opposite... And they send them to you. You can keep each other busy. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to be at each other's throats all the time. I mean, obviously, at the moment, it's not a great time. You know, Everybody's for anyone, everyone's to, sort of trying to yeah. get what they can. Um, but in you know, in, in normal, more normal times, yeah, yeah, you don't have to be against each other. You can actually work as a community. Yeah, and it's it nice can that work. Uh, Jimmy Pesto didn't try and pinch any of your business yesterday. Yeah, because you are in this analogy. You are Bob. I Bob's Bob. Burgers. I look a bit like Bob. You've got the moustache yeah. and the kids. Only two, though, not quite. And Mel's voice isn't nasally enough to be Linda. Not quite. She's quite nasal, though. In a different way, though. <laughs> Hers is, like, Mel's voice is kind of deeper because of how... It's not yeah. nasally. It's not like, no. <laughs> no, no, no. She's like... <laughs> She's That's got a bit of a deeper voice. My voice is closer to that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe <laughs> you're Linda. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm just Bob and Linda merged into one yeah. horrific cartoon Belinda. character. Yeah, Belinda. Um, I had my hat yesterday. You look very smart in your hat. Now, Thank Grace you. has asked me not to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Oh, no. Grace said you looked like you were leaning into the fact that you were over 30. She said you looked like you were more mature. 
I looked like an old person yesterday. You didn't look old, you just looked... Because like, <laughs> I said, well, I'm leaning into the fact that I'm getting closer to 30 and I'm not trying to be a teenager anymore. Like, yeah. I'm having my hair how I want to have my hair. I wear my glasses, even though it makes me look older. Like, I'm leaning into the fact that I'm an adult now. Do you know what's quite interesting about that? Is that I actually dressed like that when I was about 15. But that's because you wanted to look like a grown-up. But the thing is, I dressed like that. I don't find much opportunity. Because you work in a cafe, you always... I, I kind of think, oh, can't be too smart. Because you can't wear really nice clothes when you're... You, yeah, you know, yeah. they're coming... Covered in green. But I was like, actually, no, maybe I should just have some cheaper clothes in that style. Yeah, yeah. That mean you I had can glasses wear glasses as well, which... That's what I mean. So glasses, moustache, little flat, flat cap. Have my hair tied up. I do that anyway in the cafe Because exactly. obviously, you know... It's, it's good practice. Hygiene. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, that's no, fine. No, no. You just, you look like a grown-up. Yeah, I know. It's With a Christmas jumper on. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, it was Christmas jumper day. Yeah, like Grace said, it, I didn't think he looked old. He just looked like an adult. <laughs> like, <laughs> just don't tell him. I was like, I'm going to tell him. Anyway. looked like a grown-up. <laughs> yeah. No, that's uh, all right. I don't take any offence to that. I should, I like looking like an adult. I do actually like Probably looking like an adult. an air of, like, at, I'm an you know, adult. I've got adult clothes, but I just don't get to wear them. Yeah, yeah. I quite like dressing up, like, in like proper... Women's clothes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I just, I just quite like... Really yeah, no, I like putting decent clothes on. It's just I don't feel like I have much opportunity at the moment, because you don't... No one's allowed to go anywhere. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, when you do go somewhere, I'm norm- it's normally on a Friday or a Saturday when I'm working. That's true. So yeah, quite often it's it's more kind of just chilling out with friends rather than actually going out to places. Yeah, that, that's a fair point. I mean, Mel, Mel, I think one of the best line that you got was Steven Seagal when I um, we went out <laughs> to dinner. Back. Yeah, and I had the boots. Oh on my them. god, we haven't even mentioned. I've, I've left that. I've left that because I just felt. <laughs> I just okay, so for context. Um, Anybody that's been on Tacona social media, there's a video from when I went to Goodwood in the Austin Healy. Sorry, this with, is just, it's just so funny. With Paul, just... who is my a friend of mine from the West London crowd. He's got this Austin Healy, uh, an S3 Bentley, very nice 328i E36 that's for sale. You still need to make him an offer if you want to. I don't know what price point he's got it at, but it's immaculate. Can, so he, anyway. can he store it for me? <laughs> You know, so this is my issue. Being stored, this is so my you can issue. just tell you how much it costs I, to have it stored. I genuinely would buy them. I just can't. Yeah. I, someone, I've, I've, I've got, I haven't got loads of money, but I could find some money to yeah, buy yeah, a decent yeah. investment car. But I just can't, there's no point in me doing it. I'm going to send it up to um, to David, actually, at the car mm-hmm. crowd, because that'll probably be another one that they could add to there. Yeah. I know it's not the M3, but it's a It's E39 Tourings this morning. They're not that expensive yet. Is it pre facelift? It's the facelift one's the cool one. Possibly, but they're they're all quite cool. Yeah. Did you ever see the BMW e, short e, videos? The E36 Tourings as well are still at a reasonable price, and mm, they're the coming. They're, they're going they're into that. They're all being turned into drift cars, aren't they? Yeah, but that's the, this is the time to buy them yeah, when yeah. they're all being turned into drift cars. It's the same for TT. Get Mark One they... TT, they're two grand, which yeah. is a hideous. Like it's there's so much car for the money. Mm. And they'll be, the thing is, because they were well built, yeah, yeah. there'll still be a few around for a while, but they are starting to get broken at quite a rate. Yeah. So, um. anyway, I digress. <laughs> Your story. <laughs> oh, so, Paul is a very, very nice man. Mm. He's, he's not proper. He's just, he's from London. He's the director of the He's company. a grown-up. He's, a, he's an adult. Yeah. Um, 
So <laughs> I'm I, at the midpoint from you turning yeah, from you yeah. into Paul. That's I get called a grumpy old man all the time. I'm not that grumpy, I don't think. It's <laughs> Marty. Um, so we invited Paul to, we were going to at one point set up a charity which had a very specific purpose and because we're still figuring out what we're doing that's kind of on the back burner. But we invited, invited Paul to be our third trustee and so we said look let's just go and have dinner and figure out what we're going to do. So we met in Hartford and had dinner and kind of got some ideas together. It was right? a very nice dinner. It was really nice. We went for a, yep. a nice tie. I can't pronounce, I can't remember nope, how I pronounce where it's it is. the same as the one in Stortford, <clears> the same name. It is, um, but I can't pronounce that either because it's the same. It's the same name. So, <laughs> but, um, but it was very nice. So anyway, that was a couple of months back and then Paul came to Classics and Cake and Paul walked and I was like, hey guys, how's it going? And my brain initially went, oh, Paul's been to Coffees and Cars. So I said, oh, you might not have met Mike because his back is normally facing, <coughs> facing you because he's cooking at coffees and cars. And Paul looked at me really funnily and you looked at me really funnily. I was like, so this is Mike. And you went, yeah, from dinner together. <laughs> and then I just wanted the whole world to swallow me up. Oh. I was like, of course, we went for dinner, the three of us, and you two have met more than once. <laughs> I think, <laughs> but my brain completely forgot that event had happened. It's and just went, one of those. never met this guy because he's always facing the wrong way at coffee and cars. I think this is the problem: is that you're so used to introducing people at these events and doing track. things. You just, it's, I think it's a, almost like a reflex. Yeah, it's probably not the first time I've introduced people twice. Yeah, there's probably loads of people that have gone. We do know each other. Yeah. knows we know each other. Yeah, <laughs> I'm introducing you to Rud next time. Yeah, well, you know Rud. This is Grace. Yeah, <laughs> she's a doctor. Yeah, it's, oh, I, I genuinely every time I've thought about that <laughs> moment, I've felt the thing was so you did it sort of twice because you were like, "This is Paul," and I was like, "Oh yeah," and then you went, "Yeah, he's um," blah, 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 blah. and I was like, and we're looking at each other. Paul and I are looking at each other at this point. As if to say, is he all right? <laughs> are you going to tell him or am I? <laughs> it was, and you both have let me carry on with my little world of these two have never met. I'm going to introduce just, them. It's it just such a British thing though. We were just like, oh no. Well, somebody's going to have to let him yeah. know at some point. Well, Saturday night we drove through Hartford past the train station where we picked Paul up from. And, I, and my brain just went straight back to, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and that whole feeling flooded me again. To be honest, I mean, it's not, it's just funny. Oh, I felt so awkward. <laughs> I messaged Paul, like, after he'd left. And I was like, I'm really sorry. He's like, it's fine, don't worry about it. I'm like, I genuinely wanted to just, like, die at that moment. Just like, it would be much better if I didn't have to experience this. As I said, our little group chat, that we also have our own WhatsApp group. The three of us. The three of us. Just the three of us. <laughs> and you text saying, love me to I was, I was going to. I, did, I really, I was so tempted and I thought, oh. You really should have, just to really drive that nail. <laughs> I know, I wasn't sure how you were feeling. I could tell you were a little bit like, oh. I just really wanted to just yeah, no, I, didn't. I wanted to just trip over something and die at that moment. Yeah. Like, I don't have to deal with this problem. Yeah, I thought you've probably, probably suffered enough for the afternoon. I'd have definitely texted. I'd have definitely I know you would. I know. Nice no, afterwards, I was like, I should have done it. <laughs> next time. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, no, so. So caffeine and machine. <laughs> caffeine and machine went well. Really well. Sat down and recorded the podcast. Really nice. And... Um, it was really funny because Amy is from Leicester, but I didn't know this because she speaks properly, like a grown-up from the South. She lives in the South, mm. so she speaks properly. And anybody that's seen her on camera would know that she speaks properly. But this is the moment where I recognise podcast voice. Because we'd been chatting beforehand, 
And then the thing started, and we both started talking. Oh, yes, hello. Hello. <laughs> Good afternoon. Voice. But every so often, her Midlands A's would come out. Every now and again. Like mine do more often, because I say bath and grass a lot. Because I just run around the south telling everyone I'm from up north, even though I'm only from the Midlands. Yeah. Um, but her, her A's would pop out every so often. Mm. And then after the podcast, we were stood with Richard in the bar, or after they'd recorded and before their I Love You Man thing started. And we were talking about it, and he was saying about how him and his wife had a friend who was northern but moved down south and had to really consciously do the A's properly. So he'd say bath and grass. Because he was so focused on the A's, he would say it in the wrong words. So, like, plastic and mark. Oh, no. So they then had this running joke where if they ever had to say a word with an A, they'd overemphasize the A, the R mm. that didn't exist. It's a bit like a program keeping up appearances. Yeah, yeah, exactly like that. Like that. Yeah. I think he used that phrase as well. And I think they were at a hotel and they needed, like, a map of the city they were in. Yeah. And his wife, without thinking, went, oh, can I have a mop to the, the hotel guy? And the guy was like, what? She's like, oh, sorry, map. Can I have a map? And they really got into this joke so deeply that she completely forgot that <laughs> that's not how you say the word map. Because um, he was telling us the, the history of Anne Dog and Anne Hotel from Top Gear. Yep, yep. And it's like, oh, and now, Anne Policeman. Like, because that was a running joke. And he's like, yeah. we don't really know the origin of where it started, but that it's an it was joke, just an in-joke that grew. And it kind of connects to that. And it was because back in the old days... If it were words like with a H, you would use the N. So it'd be Anne Hotel. So they oh. started with that and then just grew yeah, into weird, yeah. every other word possible mm. to make a joke out of it. So fun fact from the behind the scenes of Top Gear is that so they... I've, I've got an in-betweeners fact, actually. It's an in-betweeners movie. Yeah. So you know Neil does the dance. Yeah, yeah. In the, in the th- so Blake, the guy that plays Neil yeah. he's a friend of someone that I used to work with or worked at Mel's school as well um, and that dance all those dance moves are his actual dance moves <laughs> but he was throwing in as many in-joke moves as possible for all his mates for all his mates yeah so they were basically like can you, how many of these can you get into this yeah, dance yeah. so that dance scene in the club like, where know, they go the, across the yeah, empty yeah. room to the so only that's, girls they're all things that he would used to do when he was young Oh, brilliant! And he's just each one has a has a sort of a meaning, or it's, they're all just real, real that's dance fantastic. Moves. But um, yeah, that's really cool. I didn't know. No, obviously, I didn't know that because I'm not friends with his friends. No, no. <laughs> it was, um, but yeah, he's because I went to his, I went to the, my friend's birthday party, and he was there because they went to acting oh, school together. Gee. So um, he's a really nice guy, actually, really chilled out. But everyone, it was quite funny because everyone there was just like. Shelby. All actors and oh, no, because they're all in the those circles. Yeah, and, and, then then, and then there's me, just like when they're like, "What do you do?" And I'm like, "I'm not an actor." <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> what actor school did you go to? Yeah, like, basically, school of hard knocks. Like, I don't know. Yeah, now I could be like, "I'm a podcaster." Yeah, yeah. I've got three episodes. <laughs> I'll flag them all down now and be like, "Guys, I made it." <laughs> oh god, there's a real big part of me that wants to get into stand-up comedy, and I had this conversation with someone the other day. I know I talked to you about yeah, it. Yeah, I told you about this conversation that I yeah. had. Well, I'd, I'd mentioned this, and uh, the guy's like, "Oh, you should definitely do it." And I was like, "Yeah, but it's that that fear of looking like an absolute tit in front of a crowd full of yeah. people." And then immediately after this conversation, I went, "Oh, it's never going to be a crowd full of people until you're good at it, anyway. So you're only going to embarrass yourself in front of a small room full of people." It's a reasonable with. point. And then I was telling the guy how funny it is that I was so scared of doing that. However, before I did what I 
a couple of jobs but I worked in a secure psychiatric hospital where you were genuinely having to deal with potential life and death and that was less scary than looking like a bit of a tit in front of a few people it's weird though isn't it because it's in, the embarrassment of it yeah it's like that thing we were just that talking about with Paul but that but in front of lo- loads of people yeah. I think that embarrassment with Paul and you is probably less it's probably more than if you did a crap joke at a comedy thing because yeah. it's people that you know very like one to one. But the thing is, a comedy show a you walk away and you know at the end of the night you go, oh, that was horrendous. But it's the I end. never have to see these people again. Yeah. yeah. Unless they come to the next one and heckle me. And they never have to see me. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they'll um, know my name now and they'll avoid me. Yeah. So now that I've experienced probably a worse kind of embarrassment and survived, maybe I can get into doing. Stand-up. Maybe you could move on. To, yeah. <laughs> maybe you could move on to stand-up comedy. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be a fun challenge. And it would definitely lean into my try not to take life too seriously thing. Yeah. I said this to Grace the other day, she went, yeah, but what jokes would you tell? I was like, I'd definitely start with the one where I nearly murdered you in your sleep. <laughs> she was like, what? I was like, that's definitely the opener. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell it here in case I ever use it. Um, yeah. Don't want to use all five of them up now. Exactly. Oh, all my material is gone. <laughs> all these thousands of people have already heard these jokes that I'll then tell to four people in an empty pub. <laughs> one of them will go... I've heard that one. I've heard that on your podcast. Yeah, Yeah, just rehashing your own material. (laughs) You stole that off the man on the podcast. (laughs) I've got some banter going with the crowd. (laughs) Where's the guy who looks like Bob from Bob's Because I'd use the nearly killing Grace, the time I took my brother to Paris. Yep. On a romantic weekend with Grace. A lot of them revolve around Grace and me doing stupid things. I'd probably tell the story of Paul but make it much funnier Um, so we're up to three interesting stories I'm trying to avoid it being too car heavy because it immediately eliminates three quarters of the crowd so then I'm down to me and two people that are interested in the conversation I see I like one liners (laughs) I do like I came up with a one liner the other day I was so proud of myself I wrote it in the notes of my phone and then I told Grace and she's like yeah I thought, I really thought I was really good. So the one-liner is, I wanted to be a deep-sea diver, but I couldn't handle the pressure. And that was <laughs> it. <laughs> right? It's a bit of a dad joke. But dad jokes... Yeah, Tim you know. Vine is your man for one-liners. Tim Vine, um, Milton, Jones. Milton Jones, and... That old, American guy. No, the older Can- he's a Canadian. The Canadian guy, he's pretty good. No, there's... Um, oh, God. Name's gone now, but it's... Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to get it there's later a few. on. It'll come up later on. Is that it's British guy with Delaney? The... Oh, Bob Delaney? No. no. But you know who I mean. He's good as well. Yeah. Very good. Is he um, the guy with the little glasses? The slightly balding, yeah. middle aged guy, British one? No, he's got hair, but he's, he's fine. But he's. Um, he's, a, he's a, like, what? He said, oh, my, my next door neighbour's just made a sex tape. They don't Obviously know about they it. They don't yet. know that. Yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, it is the guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's um, he's all, all, awesome. He's done well. some really good jokes. Like yeah, no, it's top. I saw top some of his stuff. on TikTok, like the ones that they couldn't show on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the ones. <laughs> like, it's like yeah, a, oh, that's so good. Like Jimmy Carr does some really good one liners. Jimmy Carr, yeah, Jimmy Carr's got some like his, stuff. His, one of my favorite ones of his was the world's shortest joke. It's three words. No, two words. Stationary. Stationary store moves. <laughs> it's, it's, because you have to get the context of yeah. stationary being two different words. Yeah. The stationary store is obviously yeah. for pens. And it means not moving. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah. people, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's a real craft. But I, I like that, and I think jokes to be able to do short one-liners like that. Yeah, there's a lot of skill in that that people yeah, don't yeah. appreciate. When I was five, I came up with a joke, and I've held on to this joke for 23 years. <laughs> what do you call a cow with no legs? Dinner. <laughs> And a five-year-old me told that to my mum, and she genuinely laughed. I was like, it was funny. you've never laughed at that, like that at any of my jokes before. <laughs> She's kind of like, well, that one was actually funny. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah. Remember that well one. That. I've remembered it for 23 years. <laughs> now it's on record. So you can't use it. <laughs> yeah, can't use that one either. But um, I imagine if any comedian ever hears this conversation, I imagine they're like, everybody thinks they can do it. Yeah. Absolutely everybody thinks they can do it. Everybody thinks they're funny, and everyone thinks they can crack jokes. But nobody can actually do it until you go and learn the craft. And it is definitely a craft. Yeah, no, it is. I don't it's, think people appreciate how hard it no. actually will be. People, people, I've got a well, massive amount of respect. I'd love to, I'd love yeah. to be able to do it, but would I never? Not I'd a give chance. it a go. No, I wouldn't even give it a go. And I feel like you have to have a level of perseverance. Because there's everyone will go, oh yeah, I'll give it a go. And then it'll be horrible. And you go, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. And I think it oh, takes yeah, a person even, that can keep going despite even the it being best horrible. Even the best will have horror stories yeah, a yeah. lot. thing is, I feel like on a... In that sense, I'd never, ever, ever want to consider doing any form of stand-up. I'd love to, to do it, but I would The problem is, Mike, we're going to get so good at podcasting, we're going to have to do these live. No, but you see, the thing is, we've got um, that... I would, like panel when you watch panel shows, though, when you've got people to bounce off yeah, of, yeah. that's a completely different thing, because you can... I feel like that is a setting where yeah. a lot of people can be a lot funnier when you've got a large group. And then you get an atmosphere together, don't you? Yeah, whereas being up on your own, you've got to generate that. Yeah, you are yeah. completely, completely in control. Like if you fall flat somewhere, someone else will pick that baton up and run with it for a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And you can kind of go, oh, this is funny. You've got that thinking time. Well, this is time. where it becomes a real craft because you've got to hone a good 45 minutes yeah. of consistently funny stuff. Yeah. Um, which is probably why they go, right, you start with two minutes. You're like, oh my yeah. god, two minutes is nothing. And it's like, it's long enough for a good joke. Mm. Like, if you can tell a decent enough story in two minutes, then you can move on to five, yeah. and you move on to ten, and you move on to thirty. And I think that's why most people do it that way, because they're not going to go, here is someone you've never seen before. He's going to talk for 20 minutes. Yeah. Let's hope he can do it. <laughs> <You're> like, oh, <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, whereas a couple of minutes with a good story that is concise is enough. Yeah. None of my stories are that short because I'm incapable of being efficient <laughs> with my words. It's just me waffling. So there's this guy I know and this other guy that I know and they both know each other because we went for dinner once but then we all met and I forgot that they knew each other and I reintroduced each other. Is a crap joke. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I went somewhere up north yeah. to a car show which isn't anything to do with this but I'm talking I'm about it. I'm about it anyway. So I, I need to learn how to... Tell this is why it took us an hour and a half to film a four-minute video for Mackay. Yeah, um, for context, the village we're in over Christmas, <laughs> the one of the estate agents does a advent calendar style yeah, on thing Facebook, where they do a three to four-minute video with local business owners for like a little giveaway competition, that kind of thing. Yeah, just to promote local business because Adam yeah. Adam's very very good. Yeah, he's really local good. business. Really so good. they had two of their people come with a microphone and a smartphone to film it with all intention of doing a four minute video in maybe ten minutes I right? think they'd budgeted for half an hour half an hour which was very generous given given the circumstances yeah. like most people got like 
10, 15 minutes. Yeah, they, they've, they, they obviously Short, knew. concise. They've obviously met us before. <laughs> we were there for an hour and a half. And it, the whole conversation started with me going, just going to let you know, I'm not in a good place. <laughs> and they're like, right, this is going to go fantastically. And to their credit, they were really good sports. No, they were it. brilliant. We were terrible because we just went off on tangents. Like this this conversation is supposed to be me telling you about Caffeine and Machine. We were probably 10 minutes into not doing that. Um, I think we said it was good if you go win this cars. I think we've wrapped that up. Yeah, now. we've wrapped that up. I feel like we're halfway to move. into the story of like what happened. Now, now, move. now, you did a podcast. I did a podcast and I stuck around for 20 minutes of the I Love You Man before leaving to go and do another podcast and sitting in a Zoom waiting room for 40 minutes. Oh, you were saying about this. Well, they talked about the Formula One and I was sat there going, just let me be and involved. That's, and that's last week's Formula One people. Last week's Formula not, One, not yesterday. Not yesterday. Um, I mean, because to, be, to be honest, it's quite a shame that we didn't get to do a podcast last that, yeah, that point because that was that, that was, was a hell of a race as well. As well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then we become Formula One pundits, and I'm, neither of us is quite clued up enough on Formula One. I, I don't, don't know. We, 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 we'd be we'd good at being the layperson's reaction to Formula One is a great thing that we can do because we are like Jared and Liam know a lot more about Formula One than us. They were talking a lot more specifics. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah Hamilton's winning, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I mean, I, I... I didn't even know that bloody Perez's first name wasn't Sergio. <laughs> Good old Checo. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, Checo's doing well. I'm like, I thought his name was Sergio Perez. No, it, it, it is, but it's, it's another thing, isn't it? Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, That's but, why I'm not a pundit. Yeah, you see, this is the thing. So, I've, no, you see, I've actually watched F1 since I was little. Yeah. Um... I know people won't believe that because of last podcast where I misheard you and went off on a tangent oh, about McLaren. McLaren and, but um, I will say though, Jared's, Jared's knowledge for someone who's, who's as young as he is. Yeah, he's only like 19. His old school knowledge is really good. Yeah. Like I know this stuff because he I was, was there. there. <laughs> but he seems, to have, he seems to have really like delved into it. Yeah, I think a lot of people do get that heavily involved. Yeah, in it. no, it's brilliant. I mean, I have to admit, the, the problem I think Formula One suffers with is that a lot of the time when you get something like Schumacher or Hamilton and they win every single year and there's a real you margin lose an audience, you, you do I mean people like me I'll, I'll keep an eye on the results but I yeah. won't m- go out of my way on a Sunday to watch a boring race a race where it, I mean I've, I've started to learn that actually if, as TV coverage has gotten better yeah because when I was younger what would happen is they would have Schumacher going round it on just the television, the yeah, no, and they yeah, would yeah. they would literally follow him round, and now they're you might much, as well be watching much, a Gran Turismo replay. Yeah, they're much much better now at focusing on like mid mid table, like sort the of battles, the, the stuff ba- that yeah, you yeah, want to see. Yeah, the actual stuff yeah. you want to see. And like even yesterday, they focused on the like the Alpine battle. Yeah, because it's that's there's like that's, ten minutes where people weren't trying to kill each other, and they're like, oh, let's focus on this. But that's the interesting part of that race at that point in time so, yeah. so do that bring it that and then if something develops I mean the helmet cam that was insanely interesting Nicholas. that yeah. was wild I didn't know that was coming and no, like, no, we're no. inside the helmet I'd, like, Jesus. I'd seen he posted Charles Leclerc posted that up a couple of days before and he said this is my view for today so he'd been testing that helmet oh, out in practices um, what a race to have that introduced that was awesome that was though. wild but, um, just to go through the tunnel on the, for the pit yeah. lane, I was like this is crazy it's, it's insane it just shows you what yeah, yeah. it's brilliant what they're up to but, um, so we've, but yeah we've we'll, we'll, got through the caffeine and machines right and we'll move on to F1 in a minute so I think we were doing our coffees and coffees cars coffees and cars yesterday so yeah caffeine machine was on Monday 
really good to do the podcast. I Love You Man was really interesting. Yep. Richard Porter's a really nice guy. I got to meet Alex Goy face to face for the he first did. time. He did. After he's been so supportive of everything, so shout out to him for being That's an absolute nice. like boss. It also turns out that Alex Goy has the exact same voice as um, Darren Brown. Really? Identical. Because hmm. I've been listening to Darren Brown's podcast on audio, okay. on Audible, over the last couple of weeks, or the la- last week, the week before I was there. So I had had that voice in my head because of listening to the Audible. Yeah. So then I met Alex Goy and I was like, Alex, um, I have your voice in my head from something that I've listened to recently, but I can't place where, and it wasn't something that you've done. He was like, yeah. was it Darren Brown? I was like, it was Darren Brown. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I get that one or not. Oh. So I said to him, would you call... Well, at least he knows. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's aware of it. Yeah. Because I was chatting to him about him doing the Morning Drive podcast with me mm. at some point. And I said, we could record two. And I could say, one is Darren Brown. And it turns out it's a secret petrol head. And it's just you talking instead. <laughs> he's like, that'd be quite a lot of fun. But Darren Brown would probably get pissed off. <laughs> um, yeah, he's really nice. Very, very friendly. I've actually met Darren Brown. Have you? Yeah, I was Did in you Covent. telling me sounds like Alex Goy? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a Covent Garden, and he was doing. He was there just doing an impromptu um, live oh, bit wow. of magical stuff. So I was sort of involved with that, and met him very briefly afterwards. You know, just had a quick, quick chat. Said so pulled a coin uh, from behind. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you know that sort of thing. Yeah, tricked you into thinking you were a concert pianist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he tricked but, you into thinking you were a cafe owner, and you're yeah, like, oh, yeah, I, I am. really lent into it. <laughs> Yes, he's going to pop up, isn't he? Yeah, like, Mike, I'm, you're actually an architect. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> I've been here for three years. I wanted to be an architect when I was little. Send my little brother, actually. Mm. Now he's a financial advisor. Yeah, which is an interesting. I liked architecture and interior design. Mm. I wanted to be a car designer. Yeah, I think Not that's sort of a default yeah. thing. I mean, I, I used to draw cars, but I think every quite a lot of yeah, people yeah. did it. At that that's that where age. the Tacona name came from. Mm. But yeah, I think everybody wants to be a real. A, everybody thinks architecture is really creative, and then they find out it's a it lot isn't. of maths. Yep. <laughs> B, everybody thinks they can draw better than they can. Yeah. And C, you have to go to some sort of creative school to do it, which isn't cheap. And, and, it's, isn't and it's a long time. It's a long, time it's a long, long time, which is why I ended up not doing it. Because I looked at the career path and was like, that's ages. And now I'm the age I am, and I'm like, blimey, I, I could have done that. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, honestly, I think. Oh, I, I, I love what I do. I'm so. living with someone that's just finished eight years of uni, so I know how much of a sacrifice it's been. Mm. And now I'm now that she's finished, I'm very frequently having an introspective like, why the hell didn't I go to uni? Why didn't I try and follow a career path? Why am I trying to make t-shirts a thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just sitting chat and draw. Why things. am I? Why am I doing podcasts? Yeah, <laughs> like, why didn't what's I happening? <laughs> And then the other half of me is like, we both know you don't have the concentration to get that heavily involved in any sort of career. <laughs> like you've tried and you very quickly got bored. Yeah, and I think, and that's the thing, is that there is more of that creative side. Mm. If you're more creative driven, you find that people who, like a lot of people that are into fashion and design or architecture or things like that are quite often into food. Yeah. Um, it's just another sense, isn't it? Like, well, this is the thing, but people that aren't into that they they can they seem to be able to follow a path and then us us lot bobble around just trying stuff out yeah it's really weird like on the driven chat podcast sneak preview because that's not out yet Mm -hmm. um we talked about how the education system isn't really very well catered to creative people no because it's it's very much focused on exam results and accolades and things like that yeah and me and my youngest brother are both quite academic Yep. Like he's a financial advisor I used to be an accountant we're yep. both quite good in a 
sit down and do smart numbers and things like that kind of way. My middle brother is much more creative than us yeah, and very much more emotionally connected as well. Um, but I got a better grade in art than him because mm. my piece of shit artwork was very well explained yeah because it's the the lang the talking about what you've done side that gets you more merit because yeah. it's an exam not the this is a really creative piece it's i made this decision and i did this and i'm really good at bullshitting yeah. so i've created this industrial style crap and said i made this decision i did this and i got this inspiration i did that and my brother went i just made it because it came into my head because i'm an artist and that's how art works and he got like a C and I got like an A. Yeah, and that is exactly how art works. Like, yeah, I just made a thing. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's all geared around working. It's like when you used to do math and, and you'd, I just used to do maths in my head. It was just that's the just thing that I did. That reminded me of a Jimmy Carr joke that you did on 8 out of 10 cats because you said math. Yeah, I know. See, like, I, I, I said it and then was like, yeah. oh, I can't now put an S on the end of that. So but, I'm just going to uh, have to ignore it. The, the, <laughs> before you go back into your, the joke is, Americans, you say math, we say mathematics um, because you've the singular way that you your language works. Yeah. And by your reasoning, you're all a bunch of asshole. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I've, I've, but when you used to do maths at school, you'd you'd show your working. Well, no, I didn't have to show my work. You just, See, this is the thing. I, they wanted you to. The, the closer we got to GCSEs, the more was put on that. Yeah. Um, and I found that a struggle because I was like, but I've done it in my head. Yeah. I don't need. And they go, no, but what did you know? do in your head? Like, you don't I need to know. know. What I seven just times did the is. answer. <laughs> yeah. like, I just worked it out. I haven't got time to write that shit down. What they should, <laughs> rather than say show your workings, is prove your answer. Is probably the better way to do it because you need to prove mathematically that yeah. this is correct, to rather than just fair, going though, eight times seven is. <laughs> to be fair though, you're not going to guess your way through an entire paper, are you? I mean, it, it's, no, no, it's but just, that's that's you know, the, the rationale behind mathematics. I know, but that's my thing. Is like, I've done it. You've asked me for the answer. I've given you the answer. The fact that I've done it in my head. Yeah. Surely, don't I get bonus points for not I showing my answer? The like, point <laughs> that they're saying is not well done. Forget. They're not necessarily just. So this is a crea- this is a this is a this is a creative versus. <laughs> yeah, they're not after creative just the right now. answer. They need to be able to follow the path that you took. No, they don't. <laughs> but they're doing an I've exam. I've got the stuff. They yeah. sent me for water. I've bought back water. You and don't they, need to know where it go, Where's this from? water come from? And you go, I just got your water. And they're like, yeah, but that's, did it come from a poisoned river? And you're like, I don't know, because I don't know. I just got the water. And they're like, yeah, but we need to know where it's from. That's, that's a little bit like the East End in me coming out. Like, where are these jumpers from? You, you don't, don't need to know. know. <laughs> yeah, off the back of a lorry. Yeah, yeah. Like, what no, lorry? Do. There needs to be a paper trail because the tax money no, is going to So the big difference. Full disclosure, I pay all my taxes at my cafe. There's not a big wad of cash knocking around. No, there. no, there isn't. No, sadly, there isn't. Um, I know. Cause you if only I wish there were. I'm not at any coffees and cars money. <laughs> no. There is it's a currently, with that. It's propping up the cafe at this yeah, point. Um, Although no, I do have a button for Tacona coffee note, which makes it a damn sight easier to work out how much should we taking Tacona money. Oh, right, okay. That's why I do it. Because we, it's a percentage of each oh, so, coffee, so yeah, now yeah. it just gives me a number of coffees each month, which a means I can work out number-wise yeah. how we do. For for even for us as a as a coffees and cars thing, we yeah. can kind of gauge our numbers. Also makes it a lot easier to work out your ten percent. My ten percent, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Oh God, I can't even remember what the base thing we were talking about is Who knows? before we got onto this tactic. I don't know. <laughs> we're just going to write that off. Coffees and cars, coffees was, and really cars good. was really good yesterday. That's where we're going now. Yeah. We're done. We've, we've moved on. Yeah. We're coffees and cars we've, now. We've finished with Alex Goy sounding like Darren, Darren Brown. <laughs> you meeting Darren Brown. There we go. This is me proving our answer. Alex Goy sounds like Darren Brown. You met Darren Brown. I made a joke that he convinced you to open a coffee shop when you were actually an architect. You told me you actually wanted to be an architect. We then got on to why creative school systems school, are failure. School systems are failure. You don't need to tell me where you got your answer from. Off the back of a truck. And now there's not a big one. I cash. declare all my taxes. Ten points of reference I just made to go from Alex Goy sounds like Darren Brown. To you haven't got money knocking around in the cash and you pay all your taxes. I think when this gets more popular, we need a producer. To go, guys. Someone <laughs> just to be like, look, Rain it in. this is too much. But the thing is, what if this is the bit that people like? Is that these guys go into such random conversations. Well, then we don't need a producer. Yeah. And we save some money. Or we do we'll that thing. On. Or, we do, yeah. or one of us has to take on the role of producer. Yeah. Bit like, um, who used to do a radio show? Someone was in charge, and but the they producer. weren't. Yeah, but they weren't really in charge because oh, they got involved in the radio show and then it just went... There, that sounds like the Radio 1 Breakfast Morning yeah, with that's, Moyles where yeah, they all ended up as characters. Yeah, 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 basically. I think there was also a there was a, like a game show or something on the radio where you had to make connect the dots between two people mm. and it was like the sixth... Um, that's, that's him. Is that him? That's the guy. Oh, it's a 640. I there you are. Um, it's called like Six Degrees of Separation it's like this film and this film you have to create the link oh, yeah, you and it's yeah, like yeah. so and so was in this film and so and so who was in this film and so and so and this is how these which people are connected quite long winded which is an impossibly hard game to play as well like, you have to really have some knowledge to be able to do that yeah. game this is back before IMDB um, but yeah I think we very quickly go off on these links all the way out that's the beauty of it though it's like a tree people, there's just branches that just eventually will find people that like that yeah Hopefully. It's just us two. We happen to have chanced on each well, other. To be fair, yeah. But to be fair, the guy that was... Uh, I, I really forgive me. I've forgotten his name. The young apprentice chap that did the filming for McCarthy. I think oh, yeah. it's Todd. Tom? Tom or Todd? It's one of those two. It's sure. probably William or something like that. Yeah, it's Rupert. Yeah. Um, but he was saying, oh, guys, it's amazing watching... That's where we started. We went off on a tangent in that video. <laughs> it's 30 minutes of wow. outtakes. That's a long route round. Yeah. Um, so okay, so we're at Coffees and Cars now, though. Yes. So that went really well, I think. It looked I'd... pretty good. We filled a car park. Yep. And some of the high street. Yeah. I think what I'm going to do is wait till the high street fills before I put the <coughs> signs up to the car park. Yeah, I think that's the thing and we've been... diverted a few people off the high street. Because the, the, the other issue we're sort of getting is that some people know that now mm. already that it's in the car park like, it's become a bit of a thing the and they're street. not coming down the high street because all of this bit <clears throat> towards the bottom of the road was empty yeah. and it was both uh, it was the Renault the MX-5 and the Noble that kind of took the high street yeah and actually we normally have cars all the all way, way down. all the way up well, we're getting less though because they're all going into the car park yeah, which, yeah. Is fu- which is good because you're getting them all together and people are doing what they're supposed to be doing but yeah. I think from a visual it looks it's quite nice to have them down the road yeah, because I think when, because if I think James, I think it's t- uh, Tim and there's another chap that comes in with them, the three of them turned up. They went straight into the car but park. But that's what I'm saying is that it's becoming a thing yeah, to go yeah. straight into the car park. So they're parking up in a car park and walking down. Yeah. Now, I, I, to be fair, some people I know don't want to park on the main road because their cars are quite expensive and I think they don't want a chance of, yeah. yeah. Um, 
scraping. But obviously, the more that that happens, the more people tend to just go yeah, yeah. file straight in. Whereas what we really want is to try and get Take the, street. the high street and then the car park. Yeah, nice and busy because it's visually. I think it, more people notice it when there's on the high street. Yeah, yeah. Those are so those three because they do all um, the sprint series together. Yeah. One of their friends came in a Porsche Turbo, mm. and he went into Don's and got coffee because he didn't know to come all the way down here. Ah. So he came back with one of Don's filter coffees. I was like, oh, he's going to think the coffee's not up to scratch. Yeah, someone go and tell him. Yeah, but he's going to do Pikes Peak. Really? Yeah, they were saying like he's very fast. Yeah. He was here last time in some proper track like racy thing. Yeah. I can't remember what they said it was. He wasn't, wasn't in here. that stripped out thing that had no bodywork it was like just probably there was something with like some sort of Yamaha DAF or something like that I yeah, think they it called it yeah it would be that he's very fast he's going to do Pikes Peak right which is very cool the problem he's having is container prices have gone from 3 grand to 13 grand so really? to actually get the car over there is oh, really no. expensive so all the, all the student architects now can't use shipping containers as housing uh, well, I think it's container prices on boats not just to buy an empty oh, container it's probably the containers have probably gone up there's probably a bit of that yeah um, um, did I tell you I know there's a perfect location to open our own venue no you didn't but I just whinge about my flower prices for a minute yeah yeah Is just on the your, just your, on, your I'm plain, trying to keep, yeah I'm yeah, trying yeah. to keep it on on the like prices are going up therefore I've got a link yes so I ordered some flour. You order them in how many kilos? It's twenty. Well, it's a sixteen kilogram bags and twenty five because I, I use two different types of flour depending yeah. on what I'm making. So my bread is a single zero Manitoba flour, um, and the pizza is made with a double zero uh, flour, which is a f- more finely milled. But okay. then it's blended with another flour, which is top secret. Okay. Um, doubled in price. Doubled. Doubled. Jesus. As in properly doubled, like not. What's the rationale for that? Too expensive to import. Yeah, well, it's the one from that comes from Italy because there's the one of the flowers is from a mill in Chelmsford, so that's gone up a little bit. But the Italy one's gone. But up. the Italy one has doubled in price. Jeez. But I think that's probably a combination of COVID stuff happening yeah. and also Brexit is probably the other no lorry drivers and COVID. just the fact that there's probably paperwork and costs and they've probably absorbed it for X amount of time and it's just got yeah. to breaking point but it's it's almost like because it's like an elastic band though because they've been absorbing 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 it's no, it pulled climbed. back 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 and now they've let go but it's now gone from it would have it's probably gone incrementally yeah, yeah. yeah over the course of the year we probably would have found every every three months it would have gone up a little bit they've kind of kept a lid on it as long as possible and now yeah. it's just gone That's mad. I mean Fortunately, because as a percentage cost of because I make my own dough, yeah, it's a very small percentage jump. Yeah, but it's still going to be relative nice. to that product. But yeah, pain oh, in the arse. I was like, wow, it? like that's double the price though. It's still yeah, yeah, that's wild. Mm. Yeah, so so. Well, I just fuck Brexit basically, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, at this point, <laughs> no lorry drivers and everything's costing more. Fantastic. Cheers, guys. <laughs> All those old people that are now dead that voted for it. Because it was so long ago, they've all died. Oh, and the vast God. majority of people under 50 said, no, we'd like to stay. And then they all went, nah, we're going to go and flood the, vault, the votes because you're all at work and we're all retired, so we're going to just ruin it for everyone. <laughs> so, oh, wild. I don't know. But, yeah, so... The coffees and cards. So your pizza might be a bit more expensive, but hey-ho. Yeah. 
It's what you asked for. In all fairness, it's yeah. <laughs> over sixty-five works the other way around. No <laughs> vote to leave, so you can pay. There's for no the pensioners discount. No, it's, like it's a pensioners <laughs> surplus charge. If you're over sixty, you can pay extra because uh, this is your fault. <laughs> Imagine. There'll be some really liberal pensioners coming out. We didn't vote for it. Like, Have you got any proof? No? Okay. We'll find out what our viewing, our, our listener demographic is at imagine this point. It's not anyone we? over 65. Could you imagine <laughs> if it just went to <laughs> nothing? Like all four people left. You're like, oh, I didn't realise it was just everyone's no, nan. Oh, no, I didn't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, Coffees and Cars was good. Filled the car park. Craig in the MX5 star of the show smashed it absolutely brilliant although that, that lady with the smart car so that's the lady with the smart car I was just about to mention is Benny who used to work for me at his nan oh okay so she was and she dragged her family out she was like she rang them and said I can't believe none of you have come, come and look why are you not here car. so literally Benny and his mum and dad were dragged down <laughs> like <laughs> brilliant that was fantastic so she's um, she earned her free she coffee was con- yeah she was concerned that she'd parked in the wrong car park and she's like I don't want to put all my decorations out I was like Decorations, and then she moved right to the front of the main car park, yeah, she, and she had a little smart car filled. I don't know where she was hiding them before she got here. But it was filled with presents. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I don't know where they came. Where from. they? She must have driven down with them on a lap or something like that. And then she had some decorations all over the car. And then I got a photo. This lady had a this lovely little dog, and she was taking photos of it sat in front of the car. Oh, and then cool. I managed to get a photo of this little oh, dog excellent. sat in front of it. So that was great. And I'll obviously put photos of that as well. Um, there are, I did a reel on Tacona's Instagram and it's already got over 2,000 views which is nice nice um, so yeah it was really good and then in a nice little twist to the afternoon so I'm going to be very open and frank yesterday morning I did not want to get out of bed and do coffees and cars I was really tired because partly because Saturday was my first day off in nearly two weeks I'd had a Monday off but I was ill, yeah. and then the, like, I started to become ill, and then the Tuesday I was properly ill, and I had to have the day off work. So Saturday was kind of my first day off, and we went to Luton for Grace's like, at-home graduation, which is a completely justified way to spend a Saturday. Yeah. And I'm in no way whinging about having to do this, <laughs> because it's something she's worked really hard for, and I wanted yeah. to be supportive. But I also didn't feel like I had any actual rest. Yeah. So I was still quite tired and we didn't get home till like 11 o'clock because we went for this really nice meal. And it's a long day. And it's a long day. We did a lot of photos. It was a really good day mm. and I'm glad to have expended that energy. But it meant that Sunday morning I just felt like utter crap. Yeah. And I was like to the point where I was like, I'm going to shut down Tacona. I'm not going to do anything anymore. I'm just going to focus on getting a job that I enjoy and just do that and find a hobby kind of thing. And I was in a really foul mood. But I dragged myself around. Lila broke down on the entrance to Bell Street. Okay. So I managed to get from my house to Bell Street, which is about 300 yards. Mm. And it's because she was cold. It wasn't because she's broken. It's literally, <laughs> I'd, I got her to start and then immediately drove around rather than letting her sit in a car with oh, okay, yeah, warm up. Yeah. So as I pulled into Bell Street and slowed down, she cut out. Right. And as I pulled in, three cars pulled in behind me. So I just blocked the whole road and put the hazards on, tried to get her to start. She wasn't starting. So I opened the door. The guy in the car behind got out and went, oh, do you need a push? I went, I'm just going to just to push it back and out the way so that everyone can get past. Yeah. He went, cool. Got back in his car. <laughs> I was like, oh, cheers, pal. So then I had to sit in the car with the door open, turn the steering wheel, one foot on the brake, and using my right leg, push the car. 
and because it's a very slight incline, and I was going backwards, it's a very slight decline. Yeah. And I hoped the guy in the car that had just offered to push and then got back in his car saw me moving the whole car with one leg. Struggling, but... Yeah, but with one leg, I was like, I hope he thinks I'm really strong now because I'm moving this whole car <laughs> with one foot. <laughs> so, got her out of the way, started, came down the high street, it was fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was great. Really good day. And I, as I say, felt like absolute crap. I really didn't want to do it. And then we got through the morning. It was really nice to see people and chat with people and have a bit of a laugh and kind of make some friends and share some stories, which was the whole purpose. Like, I was using Coffees and Cars for its intended purpose. I was going to say, it's for me for a change rather than helping others. Yeah. Um, and then you had the great idea of let's sit and watch the Formula One final in the cafe. And we asked um, Jared and Liam from the Backroads and mm. Matt of SFJ Creative. Yep to sit and watch it with us, which they all went, oh, that sounds great, let's do that. And it was amazing. It was an absolutely <laughs> cracking couple of hours. <laughs> amazing is an understatement, but... Not in uh, terms of professionally, and there's a very controversial race, but in terms of an event to sit and do with your uh, mates, I, fantastic. I mean... It was the only F1 race I've watched all year as well. <laughs> well, if you're going to pick one... It was the best one to have picked. The one before would have been a good entry. The one before was also a very good race. Yeah. Well, Chaotic. In, in terms of the stakes never being higher, what a fantastic race. I yeah, think there were I mean, three main things that happened. There was turn seven on the first lap, where Max nearly hit Lewis. Stayed on track was the pivotal point that he technically made that corner. Yeah. Without hitting anything and without coming off the track. So technically an overtake. Yeah. And Lewis had to cut off and yeah. then didn't really give anything back. Yeah. And Red so, Bull kicked off saying we should give the place back because we technically overtook him. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to unpack from this because I was looking at it last night because once we'd watched it and it, the sort of the dust had settled. I mean, it took. What did it take? It was a. I kind of had to walk away from it for a little while because the protests were going on. Yeah. So I think it was about four, four and a half hours before they all came back out of the room and, and it was sort of confirmed that they'd basically rejected yeah, Mercedes. all of Mercedes. Um, so they, 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 this is where I was organised. Oh, you wrote notes, yeah. I didn't write, not massive notes, but I wrote down the two clauses and I found, I kept this on my phone, so hopefully as long as it's still there. I think there. the clause that overrode Mercedes's argument was that the race director has control as to when the safety car can come back in I think there's the, the thing about it is because it's it's quite a long winded there's multiple different ways that this could I saw an image of the clauses was, with the relevant bits underlined yeah well. it, it's it, so it's a lot of sort of interpretation and so the initial the first one the big sort of turn seven lap one Max dives down the inside forces Lewis off the track yeah, so Lewis doesn't give his place back, even though Max technically overtook him, but stays in front. Yeah, so Max has gone down, and I, I, as far as I'm aware, Max is in front. Max has gotten slightly ahead of him. Now, the normal issue is that, you know, there's some etiquette and things like if you block someone, yeah. then and it's, it's it's frowned upon, and so. However, if he was because he'd got his nose in front, personally, I feel that he. Has, has, the has the right to Lewis then had every opportunity to take that same race take whatever line he needs to take and if Lewis has got a lock up if that's the other way around you know whoever it is on the outside that's been beaten to the corner yeah I personally think that's you know if they're still on track which is what Horner was arguing they stay on track and they've managed to keep their car on track whoever is on the outside at that point 
it's their responsibility to then like either you know you can go off track you cut the corner if you need you to, to however the, the week before this is where the problems lie is that the Max inconsistency of it it's yeah very similar sort of thing happened Max cut the corner was told to give the place back he did now for whatever reason, Lewis wasn't told to give the place back, but there was a visually you could see there was a clear, oh, a clear very gap, like a, that it basically cut across the chicane. Unless I'll make no bones about, it. I mean, Lewis was quicker. Yeah, yeah, on oh, the day, definitely. so it wasn't. You know, ultimately, it it probably wouldn't have made a massive, but it would have made maybe a two and a half second difference, which in the context of the end of the race would have been a big difference. Then, then starts to to yeah, come yeah. into play, but. Well, this fact that Lewis was so much quicker then leads into the second interesting thing that happened, which was Perez' incredible well, Perez, down. Well, no, Perez was phenomenal. That was um, absolutely insane. If the end of the race hadn't been as exciting as it had, that would have been the most exciting part of the race. Yeah, Perez' Perez defensive work when Just Hamilton came incredible. through was, was brilliant. And it, like, was it really was brilliant. Without anyone making any contact... It yeah. was just a I mean, phenomenal real, real, battle of real racing. close racing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was aggressive defence, uh, but that's what you want to see. Yeah, that's what we were all and hoping to see. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, the, the problem, the real, real big issue comes at the end, obviously. So they had a safety car. There was, a, there was Latifi spun out. The, I think the best part of this <laughs> whole thing that happened is that it was Mick Schumacher <laughs> effectively caused the safety car. By having a little bit of a fight, yeah, Latifi just spun Latifi spun because he ended up with crap all over his tyres because of his little scuffle with Schumacher. And the irony of it all is that Mick Schumacher has effectively prevented Lewis Hamilton getting his eighth championship. Yeah. Well, Latifi has been offered free Red Bull for life, has he? Gently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, um, Post which the is, incident, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not before. The <laughs> full disclaimer: this is not a bribe. Um, no, Horner came out and was like, oh no, you can have free Red Bull for life. That's fine. <laughs> but Mick Schumacher's like, what? But <laughs> um, his father's legacy lives on. Yeah, I mean, he's probably, you know, it'll be all right, I'm sure. But so what happened was that caused a safety car and there was five, I think about five laps to go. So normally what would happen is under safety car rules, you will, uh, everyone, everyone follows. And then... What would normally happen, yeah, is that if you're going to let cars unlap, this is where the controversy is. And, and to be honest, I can understand yeah, yeah. Uh, um, part of it. If you're going to let cars unlap themselves, I think the, the, what Mercedes were arguing is that you should allow all, all cars to unlap themselves. The situation that arose was that they got to a point where they let the five cars in between Hamilton and Verstappen unlap. And However, then, then didn't... The car off. And then pulled the safety car off. And I think... Arguably, the safety car came off slightly earlier than it would normally in the because I think it's I supposed think to do what, another lap. Yeah, right? I think what should have really have happened is they should have when the safety car came out, let everyone unlap themselves because they had enough time. This is what I was going to let say. Everybody is, actually, that's themselves. what, and I think the problem is Michael Massey's made a mistake in the initial. For, as soon as that's happened, he either red flags it. Yeah. And then what would happen is they'd get a restart. They'd count back a couple of laps, I believe, and you then get a restart. And then we'd have had seven and then more it, laps. And, but, you know, and then that's, yeah, you'd have had a, a decent little run of, of laps to see what happened. Yeah. Or he calls the yellow flag, gets the safety car out. But it's at that point, I think he's got to start that process immediately. Yeah. Because then it gives them time to, to do what they need to, to do. Get everyone in the right it. order as well. Yeah. I feel he left it too late. 
because he changed his mind. Realised. He? he said, we're yeah. not going to let him unlap him. And then with a couple yeah. of laps left, after Christian Horner had gone, well, you only need one lap. Goes, then, right, yeah. we're going to let people unlap. Then realised that he didn't have enough time to let everyone do it, plus get the safety car, and they'd have finished under a safety car. And I think with the, in the context of the season, I don't think... I know a lot of people have complained about Netflix and it's all done for this... Somebody uh, called it, next year's Formula One is going to be Drive to Survive Live. Yeah. And the thing is, it's, it is unfortunate because it, it's going to get looked at in that way. But, and, but There's another thing as, where, a, as the end of a season, that is not you do not want to end that season under a safety car. No, and this is what you just he said to Toto as well, because Toto was like, mm. what the hell? Yeah. He went, we let them race. I mean, if I were Toto, I'd absolutely be doing what Toto did. Yeah, yeah. Like, completely... Definitely. But, you know, and it's the same way through the season when him and Horner are on the radio and you, you're looking at, oh, these two. But that's their job. Yeah, they're yeah, team principals, they've got, to, they've got to, to fight their corner. But, yeah, I think the Michael Mass, is, he's got it wrong initially and then doubled, yeah. sort of, he's, he's created another problem it, yeah. by then bending the rules the opposite way to correct an earlier mistake. Yeah. So, it then becomes really messy. Then Mercedes are saying we would have pitted Lewis if we. Well, that's known. that's the thing because what would happen normally is if you know that this they basically looked at it and went well we'll we'll finish under safety car, so there's no need for new tyres. There's yeah. no need for anything. Red Bull have pulled Verstappen in. Yeah, so Red Bull have pulled Verstappen in, put some super slicks on. Because there was no lock. There was the risk wasn't there. They well, weren't losing zero risk. the space. There's right? zero risk. They have a, it's a free pit stop. Yeah. So they've pulled him in, put these tyres on taking him back out and then effectively just lobbied to try and get yeah, a yeah. position where they can get Verstappen to fight against to them. Fight. I mean I'll be honest the pace when you look at how I think it was about two and a half seconds clear of him he very quickly left him behind now the him. thing is sadly that you will never know but I actually think that even with those back markers, if they just all pulled left, which they would have been told to do anyway, he could have got I reckon he'd have caught him. Yeah. But that's not the issue now. The issue is that that was never allowed to happen. So te on technical terms, they're now it arguing. Happened under it's, so it's done, Mercedes have done it under clause 48.12, which is the, un the unlapping one, mm. which is what we've just discussed, essentially that most, all cars are supposed to be Especially when the last unlapped car has been unlapped. Yeah. But then there's this really, really weird, get this for a rule though, and it says, this will only apply to cars that were lapped at the time they crossed the line at the end of the lap during which they crossed the first safety car line for the second time after the safety car was deployed. Jeez. I think they looked at that and went, no, you know what? Yeah, just keep it as it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, I, I, to be honest, I still haven't quite got my head around. I don't quite understand what where, I mean. Is that the cars I'm, that were lapped when the safety car came out? Or is that that's what I'm thinking, the cars is, is that there, were between the leader the, and the safety car? Well, that's the thing is, it could be that those five, when that safety car, there might be a point yeah. where actually they didn't need to unlap everyone. Just those five. I can't quite get my yeah, head around. Yeah. The other one, they actually went with a second um, argument as well which is 48.8, which was overtaking under safety car. Because of how Lewis was slamming his brakes well, on those corners. Well, yeah, because thing, Lewis, so when you've, had a, when you've got a safety car, the safety car can peel off. And then the race leader has Then the race leader has control as to when that starts. Now, Max, he's, he's trying to hold Max up, because what they want to do is they want to get a jump on him. Yeah. So they, he, they hold it up, hold it up, hold it up, and, and then, then they goes, just right, go. Going, yeah. Now, Max is... Like next, he was level. I mean, yeah, he was yeah. he was virtually level with him at one point. So I don't know if they've got 
Obviously, he didn't go past him because they've they've. Well, there's a bit where him, he was very, very neck, nose to nose, and, that's, and I, I imagine there's a spot where, as Max was just coming up, Lewis was breaking, and they might have tried to go on yeah. that and gone. Well, that that millisecond, he he'd overtake past again on a technical level. Like a, a, the thing is, Mercedes had a lawyer present. Yeah, it's weird <laughs> at it? track. Which is... I saw a tweet today, and it was like, if you bring your lawyer to a race, that's kind of the death of F1, isn't it? <laughs> well, this is the thing. If, if you're, you're... This woman's looking at me, isn't she? No. Um, oh, no, okay. She's looking so, at the leaves on the floor. Um, so there's... She's the lady that gives the pub all the grief. Oh, I see. Um, oh, the one that lives over the... Mm. So, anyway, so, yeah, the fact that they've brought a lawyer with them Although it's probably good practice in the context of the way the season has played out, yeah, it's also not. It's not a great look either because it kind of gives the impression that they were ready for a for legal fight, battle before. It there, yeah, and and I think that the the other issue you have is that F one as a as a sport this season, there have been because it's been a really close run thing. Yeah, there have been a few incidents, mm. and you can go and unpack all these things through the course of a year yeah, yeah. and there'll be there's the you know there are inconsistencies in certain things and i think at this point it would be interesting if that happened mid-season would there be as they'd, they'd obviously be there'd be you know people would kick off but mercedes would probably they'd go and they'd go and argue it and then but they'd, leave it. they'd leave it after that because they say well we've got another five races yeah, yeah it's the timing of it it's the timing of the way that it's happened and the way that it's unfolded has made it an even bigger issue. Yeah, no, um, I agree. You know, and because there's there's been incidents through the through the season. You know, you've got the the crash at um, Silverstone, the Silverstone when they, you know, then Brazil you've got the one where one. when you ended up on top of his head. Um, there's a lot, yeah. You know, and there's there's a lot of like there's penalties that have been given out, and then you look at like like I said last week to this week. You know, if you're trying to be relatively impartial about it. You know, Max was told to give a place back to Lewis last week, and yesterday that didn't, almost that didn't, didn't yeah, happen. and it didn't yeah. happen. And, and actually, if you think that if there was that two two and a half second gap was yeah. reduced, and he'd given the place back, he might Max might then have only been two cars behind him when we come to safety car, and then he'd have very easily then got at that point, even if you did it. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. There's two. I think the, the problem is there's too many variables throughout that whole race to, to kind know of what know yeah. exactly how it would happen. But it was phenomenal to watch. Oh, we were and sat with Jared. Watching well, we his weren't. Heart rate we weren't. We weren't on his watch. Sat. I mean, by the end of it, we weren't sat. I think you were. I stayed sat down, and everybody else was stood. I up. think Matt stayed sat, didn't he? Yeah. Because actually, you two is quite funny actually because you two are the guys that sort of. Don't watch F1. We both said, we haven't really watched any of this. <laughs> this is the only race we're watching. I'm literally... And then the other three of you were like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> Honestly, because, well, Jared and I were talking, because Liam and I were talking, because at the beginning of the race, as soon as Hamilton started to pull away, like you used to do, like, oh, he's X amount of seconds. And we're looking, I'm like, this is it. Because tyre choice has a big impact. Yeah, like, yeah. So he was on the soft tyre. It became a... Well, the thing was, Max was on the soft tyre, Lewis was on the hard tyre, Max was still being left. Well, that was the thing. And we said, we were like, if that's that's a massive because the idea of them being on the soft early was to, to probably get ahead, get ahead yeah. and get a lead whereas it just went horribly wrong from that point yeah, of view yeah. 
Max's tyres went really quickly. Yeah. He said, I'm having issues with the tyres really early on. So we were, we were just sat there going, well, it's a pretty bit of a formality at this point because if he can't no way outrun of... him on the better suited no. tyres for going quickly. And even but then with... the weird thing was, uh, when Max went on the hard tyres at the end, he then started setting the fastest lap of the entire race. He got the fastest lap of the race. Yeah, I mean, he went right... At, yeah, so he got, he got on the hards because they're fresh tyres. Yeah, so, yeah but he, he didn't used... get the fastest lap of the race when it was just him and Lewis at the front. Yeah. And he was on soft tyres. Yeah, but I think they were worn because they use them oh, through... Oh, they use them from the... Yeah, so right. they kind of carried it over and... Which is why they died so quickly. Yes, though. and that was what the risk was, was that they wanted to try and get him out, get a lead. Yeah, yeah. But they just went, they fell off too quickly. So, yeah, yeah Liam and I were sat there, we were like, oh, well... That's like it. that's yeah. and it wasn't oh, well, but then it, halfway you know through like oh wait Perez can block him and this might be part of their strategy well then they yeah so then they blocked well then they decided they were, weren't going to pit Perez because they thought well what we'll do is we'll keep him out Locked hold Hamilton. up Hamilton as much as possible because as soon as Verstappen caught Hamilton back up Perez was straight off wasn't he oh yeah yeah he was he was box box yeah, you yeah. Know. Um, but that was again like you said earlier phenomenal driving from Perez like I'm bloody flat it flat. was <laughs> and I mean, the thing was, either way, however it ended yesterday, would have been quite a nice Exciting. ending because, yeah, yeah. well, Hamilton would have broken a record. Yeah. You know, so you're still, you, you know, there's that aspect to it. And, and you're seeing somebody else win a title that arguably over the course of a season, I think he's... He's worked hardest. He's right? worked really, he's had to work hard. I mean, the, the Red Bull's quick, don't get me wrong, but it's not as quick as that McLaren. And you saw that Mercedes. yesterday. Uh, yeah, Mercedes. I always say this because McLaren Mercedes used to be yeah, the yeah. thing. And I'm old. The Vodafone ones. Yeah. Um, so that that car is quicker. Yeah. You could see it. Like, oh, easily. And and so in a straight line. Yeah. Which is not Lewis's fault. No, <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's just using the tools he's given, and that's car, it. Yeah. Um, but you know, Max has really had to drive the nuts yeah, off that car give him all, the all fight year. That he's and, given. And he, he is aggressive. He's an aggressive driver and he does sometimes take it a bit too far and that kind of comes with that style of driving. Yeah. That when you drive that close to the edge, there are times when you're going to exceed it and you'll get penalties for it. And he served his penalties and he's... You know, so he's still in amongst it having yeah, yeah. been penalised. Um, but the two of them together, I think sometimes you have to sit back and just appreciate the fact that the two of them are so far ahead of everyone oh, else. Great. What, what it's, was it? it's, Yesterday it was like 17 seconds to third place at one point. It's yeah. ridiculous. And bear in mind, they've got Bottas and, and Perez have got the same you know, essentially the same cars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they might be tweaked a little, but not to the point where... You, it's, no, it's not like one of them's got a turbo and one doesn't. No. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, Bottas and Perez are the two guys that are next in the in line. So you've got th- third and fourth. You know, that's yeah, yeah. The, In terms of the championship, they're third and fourth. They're always going to be because they've got the better cars. Yeah. But the gap between them and the rest of the pack is not as that large. As big as large. the gap between first and second and The third other and two are just on another plane. Yeah. They are absolutely phenomenal, the pair of them. And I think it's, it's nice that they've been able to give Max a car that's capable now of yeah keeping up and beating Bringing Lewis. the fight to him yeah because yeah. it, it makes for it makes for much better racing yeah it keeps everyone interested like it was I think Jared's heart rate hit 151 <laughs> mine hit like 90 I don't know what mine hit but my stomach was absolutely not I said I was actually like unwell you had to go and have some I, fresh air after I did I had to leave the room <laughs> the thing is it was 
But it was the way it unfolded was all of a sudden you were sat there and was like, safety car, we're going to probably finish under safety car. And everyone was like, oh man, that's right. oh, what no, an anti-climax in the, the last lap. And then Michael Massey comes on and goes, Toto, we're racing. And you're like, <laughs> oh my God. And that bloody power slide on the last corner by uh, Matt. Uh, yeah. No Could one. you imagine the... if he'd have binned it on the last corner? Well, he did last week on yeah. the, in, in qualifying. Um, he ended up qualifying second. Oh, last because week he'd, because he'd gone he'd he'd last week he'd put in the lap uh, like it's one of those laps it was going to be one of those laps like Senna at Monaco like yeah, it was yeah. going to be one that went down in history people were going to like, watch this lap and, and then he binned it and he binned it on the last corner which wasn't even the most difficult bit it's just yeah, yeah. and um, otherwise people were watching him and he was he was like the margins were nothing you know it's um, so he he you know he did that and that it, yeah, he. I thought well, he could well have done it like, like yesterday as well. It was very like, similar. Yeah. You know. yeah. Um, well, I showed. Uh, I showed Grace the power race. slide. Yeah, pretty much. I showed Grace the race highlights afterwards, like, like yesterday evening, and I explained every like all the bits, and we mm. watched them. She went, but yeah, this has got me worked. <laughs> like it was even the highlights were I, that intense. Honestly, she was like, <laughs> I've watched. Like I said, I haven't watched F1 intently for a little, a couple of years. I, I keep an eye on it, and I do. I'm always invested in it because it's part of my childhood, and I've yeah, always yeah. watched it, and I always enjoyed it. it used to be on ITV, and you had the little yellow yeah, squares yeah, with the numbers yeah, on. Yeah, and and you know, we I've watched it with my dad, like yeah. And um, it was funny because we were at my mum and dad's last weekend, mm. and we were all sat watching it, and it felt it was quite nostalgic yeah, yeah. because we were all sat around watching it and actually enjoying it. Like, yeah, as in, this is God, what's going to happen? Yeah. This is. Well, my dad wasn't. He was moaning about it. Actually, he was like, "What's wrong with this track? They all keep crashing." I was like, "It's like Monaco. It's your favourite track, Monaco." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah. yeah but that's it's historic. not, is it?" <laughs> yeah, basically, that's pretty much went into old people mode and went, "Yeah, but that's different because yeah. it's old. It was new when I was young. Now it's new yeah. when these young people are." Young. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. So it's it, it. But yeah, I mean, watching that that race though will be talked oh, that's about. Be a it'll be talked about yeah. forever. It's yeah. There'll there'll be well, clips of that in twenty years. Moment, I'll be I'll be like sixty five going to the camera. Oh, I watch that live. I watch that live in a cafe with yeah. the people from the back road. You know those YouTubers. <laughs> <laughs> those ones that told Mr. Beast he was small fry. Yeah. <laughs> I used to know them. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I did. All right, Grandad, you you have your microphone and calm down. <laughs> yeah. Got your pretend one. Just <laughs> just week on the podcast. <laughs> it's just you sat in a room rocking. <laughs> Talking to an imaginary yeah, news. Liam Jared pop round every every so often and just oh how's he doing? Is he okay? Because <laughs> we're all ten years younger than you. Yeah, do you know what? that's a sad sad <laughs> thought, isn't it? I, there's going to be a point where I'm, I'm I'd, I'd transition from cool into uncool, <laughs> and it's going to be earlier than you lot. We're hanging on. All our kids are going to see you as an older uncle, aren't they? Yeah, it's going to be some weird sort of like... What if says your uncle, Mike? Hello. <laughs> you like my flat cap? <laughs> <laughs> I've been wearing it since I was fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> okay Uncle Mike it's because I'm from the East End yeah it's like a uniform alright and they're like oh god what's going on because yeah, we'll, we'll have been back up in Northampton well actually yeah because podcast was we're going alright mate yeah how's it going alright and I'll have gone back up to the Midlands again oh crap so I've I'll just be... used my normal voice yeah <laughs> been trying so hard I don't have to say bath enough to be too northern <laughs> Oh, yeah, fun voice, so, isn't it? Really, but well, in the new year, at some point, we'll be back towards the Midlands. So I'll, mm. I'll come back down. And <laughs> All right, mate, how's it going? You see that thing the other day? Yeah, yeah. Snippy tit chippy. Like, what the hell's he saying? Kes. 
<laughs> oh, I remember when I was a kid, we used to go to Malaga every year because my grandparents had friends who were Spanish. Mm. So we'd go and stay at their house. So their kids were the same age as my dad and my auntie. Yep. So then we would go and we'd be like aunties and uncles and that kind of thing. And um, my brother was asking for some biscuits. And mum was like, oh, they're in the, in the tin in the kitchen. So he came back and went, oh, hi, tin, tin, tin. <laughs> the Spanish was like, <laughs> she was trying to learn English at the time. She's like, what does tin, tin, tin mean? She's like, oh, no, no. It isn't in the tin. She's like, <laughs> I can tell it's like five words into one. Like, tin, tin, tin. And she's like, bloody tin, hell. Tin, tin. Yeah, and that was literally like, oh, just nip into chippy. She's like, what does tit chippy mean? Why is that tit and everything? It's a condensation of to the, yeah. to. Because northern, well, southerners, is it, isn't it? Like, southerners you, misthink that it's just the. No, it's to the, it's isn't it? It's to the, is yeah. to. It's not every the, it's chippy. to. Yeah, because I'm going to, to the chippy. Yeah. I'm going to chippy. Going to chippy. But Southerners think it's we just lose the word the for t, and then then when they try and mock it makes Northerners, no sense, does it? Like, yeah, they go, oh, have you had a cup of t tea? And you're like, that's not how it works, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> have you got t newspaper? And you're like, no, that's not how that works. No, <laughs> it's to the, not just the. Because <laughs> Mike and McIntyre does a full thing about it. And how, it, if you go past Junction 27, which is where I grew up, is between 27 and 28. Right. You lose the, and it becomes yeah. t. And he's like, if you go to a WH Smith up north, there's no there's anymore. And he's like, I want an album by t t. And he just goes really into it, and it's, it's really <laughs> funny. But it's not right. <laughs> yeah. Because he's just using the instead of to the. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I want an album by t t. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like, oh, it's so frustratingly wrong. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's, that's the thing. My brother lived in Leeds because he went to Leeds Uni, so he went oh, right. he was there for a while. So a few of his friends are from that. Mel's got a, a good friend of hers who, yeah, yeah. she was, um, she still lives in Hackney now. She moved down from Leeds to get a job. Yeah. She stayed in Hackney. There was two of them, Claire and Heather, and so um, Claire was from Leeds, Le um, Heather was from Sheffield. Right. So That's where the Arctic Monkeys are from. Right. Yeah. I bet you look good on t dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> go on t dance floor. <laughs> I'm just going to dance floor. That works. Yeah. On t dance floor doesn't. <laughs> on t dance floor. No, it doesn't. I bet you look just good go on, on t dance, dance floor. <laughs> but um, what you can do is put the T on the end of the, la the word before to get rid of the the. Really? I bet you look good on dance floor. Accurate for up north. Really? Because it's on the, so it's on. On. Oh, I'm going to remember that. Yeah, bet you that's going to make me proper northern. Yeah, I bet you look good on. And using the word Mardi instead of. Mardi, grumpy, what, yeah. whatever it is. Because there's. Just go with Arctic Yeah, because you said earlier, I'm not grumpy, I'm just Mardi. I thought, isn't that. Isn't that no, Mardi's like moany. Grumpy's like. Mardi's like, oh, I'm just feeling a bit crap. Whereas Grumpy is just like, this is shit, that's shit. Everything oh, okay, you have and levels. We just tend to go like, ah, he's a bit of a miserable git. Yeah, so Mardi's like a, just a bit <laughs> miserable, whiny. Miserable git yeah. is probably what we would say. Because yeah. Luke of Luden Classics said something, stop being Mardi on Twitter. And I replied like, I didn't expect anyone from this far south to know the word Mardi mm -hmm. unless they've listened to Arctic Monkeys and Mardi Bum, the song. Now then, mm. Mardi Bum, that one. Yeah, yeah. And he went, my dad's best friend is from Yorkshire and he's basically like my uncle. So right. I, he's grown up around someone with a thick Yorkshire. So Mardi yeah. is in his, in his vocabulary. So now I just call him Mardi all the time because I know that he knows what it means. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got aunt, aunt. or int. 
for in the on yep. the in the it's that's doesn't work for under the though does it no undert doesn't work undert we could make it a thing it kind of works undert oh it's undert sink undert sink works but so does under the sink like it's under the sink undert car undert car it does kind of work (laughs) i'm undert car so if it's a if it's like a a location (laughs) yeah that would normally have the. This, this isn't normally used, though, is it? We it kind of is. Yeah, yeah like okay. if nipping to chippy to the. Yep. It's a location-based thing. Yeah. So under the would be under. Under. Which, as a, on its own, sounds ridiculous, but when you say it in a sentence, works. Yep. Under car. Oh, he's under car. Works. He's under car. I'm yeah. nipping to chippy. Works. In tin tin isn't in the tin. <laughs> Is not in the tin. It's in tin tin. So it's it's normally describing a location. Mm. So on dance floor works because it's on the yeah. as a location. So it's not just. Using. So why is the Arctic Monkeys song not? Why does he say all the words? I bet you look good on dance floor. <laughs> is I think what he says, rather than on the dance floor. Yeah. I, I think know. the title is on the dance floor. Yeah. But I, I think he says on. Yeah, I'll have to re-listen to it, actually. We've so wildly just... gone off Cars and Coffee bit, <laughs> this, this into this vocabulary. Is now, and this is now a grammar lesson. From, north, from, from relatively now. north of here. Uh, it's because we're moving back towards the Midlands in the new year. Because mm. Grace is... Maybe I should move back to the East End and just come... And then like, when we meet up, we'll be really, like, yeah. two different languages. Yeah. When worlds collide. When we go to... Uh, when we go to uh, see me friends, when, when we go back up home... And I see like my best mates who I grew up with mm. in Kirkby, which is a small town near Mansfield, yeah. which is it's a really small place. Um, I've heard of Kirkby up. though. Kirkby and Ashfield. Um, Grace says after about half an hour she can't understand us. Mm. Thing is, although I grew up in East London, I've got this hybrid sort of when I go back to meet friends. Yeah. You turn into I a roadman. It's a little bit. It's a part East End, part Roadman, because it's. We were the precursor to the Roadman, though, weren't you? Like yeah, you were the yeah, East yeah. We End were, we that were, led into the street. Well, a lot of a lot of and back in the ends or whatever. Friends that means. of mine were all. We grew up. I had a massive range of like different cultures that I grew up with, but yeah. like we had, like Jamaican, Ghanaian, Nigerian, Turkish, Greek, Italian, every everything like literally yeah, everyone. Yeah. And it yeah it was it was a bit of. Um, that sort of filtered out into the mainstream because of mu- for, normally music, for music. Yeah, yeah. So well, I you were around like Dizzy Rascal. Well, I've discussed. Yeah, I've said this before. That where we where we grew up, it was East London in that era. You had Dizzy Rascal going on radio, pirate radio. We would, you know, friends of mine did pirate radio. We yeah. used to go and like, I just used to hang out. Was example from, from around that group? No, uh, Professor else? Green. No, he was West London, I think. Oh, he, right, he's so a bit posh. Professor Green is yeah. Pro Green was Clapton. He went. He gave a talk at the um, uh, the prison that Grace worked at. I oh, did he? Yeah. So she's met him. Yeah. Well, so I think he's cool, him. but he's, he's not. He's not from that. So you had Lethal Bizzle. Yeah. Holy Family. Um, he was part of More Fire Crew, who then basically disbanded after one. They they sold the rights to a song. <laughs> I made a bit of money. A tiny bit of money. And then the guy that bought, bought the song them. made loads of money. And oh. they were like, oh. And then two of them kind of just did other stuff. Yeah. Um, don't know what. <laughs> and then um, Maxwell, he kind of just carried on. So he, he he's quite, did quite well. Um, yeah, Professor Green was um, Clapton. You had Kano. He's from Leighton Stone. 
Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of artists coming from, but that time and that went into a lot of them were then. yeah. So a lot of them were sort of just hanging around at my mate's house, like MCing and just doing all sorts of bits and pieces. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. So if I go back and talk, but just the way you spoke was a mixture of like patois and there was loads of like bits and pieces. So that sort of roadman yeah, yeah way of talking, but it's ours is combined with an East End. Yeah. So there's there's bits of it is quite interesting when you meet up with groups of us like mates that it's sort of this amalgamation of like of loads different, of different yeah, words. Yeah. Um, but obviously, when you talk to people just out in the sort of the real world, yeah, you tend to go into podcast voice because it's the one that most people. Or if you meet someone who's really East End, you just go East End. Yeah, you yeah. don't you don't sort of throw the extra. It's like bits if I in. meet someone that's from up north, it, I, yeah. I start with the aunts and undits. Instead. Yeah, because you you just yeah, and that does show a level of of intelligence in the sense that you can adapt your conversation, your yeah, the yeah. way that you speak. But no, because some people can't, some people don't. They're, aren't they're northern to, yeah, through and through. They just speak yeah. away a certain way, and they you know they don't necessarily you know they, they don't. I mean, I feel like quite fortunate where I grew up, and I've got a really good understanding of a lot of different cultures yeah because you've told me a lot of times when you talk about a relatively specific to a small minority culture to someone from that and they're like how the hell do you know all this yeah you know, oh mum but that's it, that's what's funny is because I've moved from London out here especially yeah, yeah. they're fewer they're, and further between aren't they? exactly and then when somebody's like aware of something like that they're like oh how do you know that yeah and you're like, well because actually I grew up around like loads all of different of people and yeah. you know Whereas and I got can, involved in it as well. That's the other thing is you engage with it. If you don't engage with it, you won't find anything you're out. You're just isolated from it, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. Like where I grew up, the, my teenage years were in the Derbyshire countryside. And I think the town nearest us, that's another one that gives away where I'm from, is us. Because I don't say as. It's us. The uh. Because mm. I'm prehistoric. Uh. Um, <laughs> the town nearest us was voted the least culturally diverse town in the country and the next town along came second there mm. was like three guys from india and they were the only people that weren't from the middle like from that area that lived there yeah and they ran the local indian obviously yeah and that, that was so undiverse there were two guys in my year group that were of uh they weren't white basically and they were called Black Dan and Black Cal. Yeah. Black Cal was half Pakistani, I think. He wasn't even black. Yeah, and this is the thing. This is, <laughs> But it's such an eye-opener when you move... Like, so I've grown up there, and I've moved out here, and it's a massive eye-opener. It's yeah. a massive eye-opener, though, because people talk, you know, and you think, oh, God, I don't... I didn't consider that... You, you just don't consider that people just don't yeah it's weird that we've that. gone the opposite way and just kind of met in the middle yeah and it's quite funny because a lot of the time you'll speak to people who are younger yeah and don't understand you're because like, unless you grow up in, <laughs> like, but unless you grow up around people you don't yeah, you're not going to yeah. learn about them and you get stereotypes and this is why it's quite important when you look at media representation for certain groups yeah you know unless the media do have a responsibility because I'm fortunate enough to know X, Y, and Z about certain groups because yeah, I'm like, well, that's just that's I've grown up with. around it, I've seen it, I've you know, we're just we're just people. There's yeah, the, yeah. you know, whereas if I were to rely purely on what I saw on television, oh, you'd be I'd have a massive, white, I'd have white. a very very different outlook. You'd love Boris Johnson. You're mm. like, oh, he's brilliant. He's so white. 
yeah <laughs> it's just it's just a strange thing but it's, it does when you you sort of move yeah, out yeah. of London and we're not far out of London but there's a definite change in yeah the it's way weird, people like, perceive things and you hear things sometimes and you think that's not yeah that's yeah. not right and you know and it, it it's strange like, I've got two of my I think they're class like second they're like two of my closest cousins are black mm. well they're half yeah they're, their mum is white obviously because yeah. she's related to me yeah and their dad is black and even their life experience is wildly different. Oh, they'll be massively different. Wildly different. And they live in like near Leicester, mm. which is a much more diverse I was going to say, when well, you get to like, cities, it tends to become more they're diverse, in, obviously. They're kind well, of so. like in between Leicester, they're in Colville. So it's right. kind of like Leicester, Milton, Keynesy way. Mm. But they're not in a city city, they're kind of on the outskirts. But yeah. their life experience is wildly different to mine. And we're in the same family. Yeah. It's mad, absolutely yeah. mad. And yeah, we grew up with them, and because they were family, we just they were family. Like there was yeah. no, oh, it's weird that these guys are a different colour. It was mm. like we'd make mud pies in my dad's garden and throw them at each other, and it was but just this what is, kids. This did. is the thing: is that like when you look at you look at race and colour and all those things, you go you go to a nursery. Yeah, <laughs> those kids are all playing with each other. Yeah, yeah, they don't care. They don't care. Just people. They're not interested. They care if it's, you take the bike that they wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's anyone. <laughs> My brother got into a yeah. physical fight because someone pinched the bike he wanted. Yeah, I mean, I, had a, I remember I had an argument I, in Hackney. I got carjacked for my little red and yellow car, you know. But like, the kid come and I was like, no, you're not having it. And we had an argument because, you know, I wanted it, he wanted it. No. <laughs> you're like, I've already got it, so. <laughs> yeah, and that was it. Um, yeah, attempted carjacking. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I'm just going to put my foot down now. Yeah, I was like, no, 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 no. Have you seen Seven Psychopaths? No, it's a really good film. Christopher Walken. I don't do films. You see, oh, I, I just don't get time. I love films. No, I like them. I just don't have time. There's for a bit them. where Christopher Walken, this guy, holds a shotgun up to him. He's like, "Put your hands up." And he goes, "No." He's like, "What?" He's like, "I don't want to." He's like, well, "I've got a gun." He's like, "So what? I'm not doing it." He's like, "What's going on?" He's like, "I don't care. Just do what you have to do." But I'm not putting my hands up. And he's like, "You in the car?" He's like, "Give me your car." And he's like, "Nah." No, I'm alright. Yeah, I'm happy. So I got confronted by a guy in Southend before he left, and he was like. I got fucking killed. I was like, nah, I'm just gonna walk away. I just walked <laughs> off. And he's like, oh, uh, got yeah. back on his bike and left. I was like, yeah, eh, sometimes it's just nuts. Just not getting involved in this. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, so, got, sorry, mate, I ain't got the time to be stabbed. Just, oh, just go try. Yeah, I've, got, I've got a list of stuff I've to got do. Stuff to do mate. I do this on my podcast. I can't go off, off, yeah. off route. Like, oh. Well, having worked in the, the hospitals, you get a real different sense of danger. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's, that's in that scenario, I could tell that this guy had been on, like, several different drugs. You can tell from the eye, yeah. like, oh, this is not worth, worth exploring. <laughs> if it were, like, a normal guy just being a bit of a dick, I'd probably, like, what are you going to do about it, pal? Like, yeah. really, like, leaned into it. Because I know kind of how to handle the, yeah. the potential outcomes of this scenario are we get into a fight, I argue with him until he goes away. Yeah. Either one of those, I can pretty much manage. Yeah. If it's a normal, per- if it's someone that's like mad off there, I'm like, no. You get a vibe for it sometimes. Straight you, away, you, like you I was just, like, nah, not today, mate. You you go about your life. I'll go about my life. We'll leave it alone. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. And it's just, oh, it's, it's mad. Jay's on the move. Oh, he's read the newspaper twice. Must have read it a few times. I think we're probably at a point where we can wrap up. Really, I was—I was, I was going to say I don't know where we've we are. We've wildly in terms gone off of, of cars and coffee. Well, we've done cars we've gone and in, coffee. Yeah, we, we did that. We did the F one. We did cars and coffee. We did. So we did leaving the Duke. We did that covered. We did me going to classic car company and breaking down. Absolutely. We did caffeine machine. Where I'm doing the podcast. Yeah, everyone. That's good. We did cars and coffee. We've done Formula One. 
and we've done several tangents we've into done, different yeah we've done the grammar, education system grammar brace yeah we've, I, think we've, I think we've been from up north I think we've we've really broadened the way that this things go I don't know how long we've been running uh, but I'm guessing about an hour and 40 I think yeah it's quite a long one which is probably the upper limit of what people will listen to us yeah talk to saying that my the last oh, two hours ten um, the last morning drive <laughs> yeah, episode was an hour and 55 <laughs> two hours ten is a lot <laughs> so thank you for sticking with us for over two hours of us talking relative cars and coffee and other topics Lewis isn't going to cut this down by the way it's not getting so. cut down it's probably going to be called Int Cafe or something like that just <laughs> for the reference <laughs> cafe. we're just sat in cafe and it'll be I-N-T with an apostrophe before the T just to try and confuse people um, but yeah we're at 2 hours and 11 minutes or so so we'll yeah. wrap up there and yeah. uh, go and have some lunch yeah well thank you for listening thanks for listening